Let's see if we're live. Codsworth, are we live in the Telegram chat? And guys, don't forget to make some of the intros and email them to me or put them in a Telegram group or post them, whatever, for this show. Like Make it about a minute. Uh, we've had a lot of awesome intros, and I'd like to keep that tradition going. So what's today going to be about? I love when I'm about to start the podcast, and I have a fascinating realization, which I just did. And a new goal. I want to bring comedy to India. Because I had, because it's been a pretty weird week, shart, shart week with the Pajits. Okay. And we'll keep hammering that today. But I saw a glimmer of a Pajit that made fun of me effectively. And I was like, oh my God. Like they could legitimately learn how to do comedy over there. Because the way they're doing it right now is atrocious. You know, they're like, oh, you like to fuck the pig and your mommy and your sister, your wife, your daughter are all prostitutes and you're not even close. Okay. America doesn't have uh, that issue at all. <laughs> you know, that's the projection of the Paji. A lot of comedians have this uh, problem where they, they make fun of what other people are, you know, or what they are. They project onto other people. America has tons of stuff that you can make fun of. And I'm actually going to educate that, the Indians today about how to actually make fun of an American that would make an American feel shame because it's based in reality and will help the American. Because one thing people don't seem to understand about comedy, especially from other countries, is it's not to hurt you. It's to like check you. It's like, you know, in prison, it's called getting checked. Or like in uh, sports, when a dude checks you to see if you like back down, it's to check your weakness, check your blind spots. And that's always what it's been in America. In other countries, it's more like uh, slander. It's like, oh, I hear you fuck pig. No, what? <laughs> and that's why it's been falling so flat. I've had to limit my comments on Twitter because it's just like noise, you know. But then I saw this glimmer. And I'll show you the glimmer. So I made this tweet that said, blacks will take your shit. Mexicans don't have shit. Indians will eat your shit. It's important to understand how, okay. And this Pajit said, and whites create shit. And I'm like, yeah. And I said, I'll give you that one. That's the move. Add to the joke. Mock us all you want. Just do it in a funny way based in reality. Okay. And that was the first glimmer I saw where I'm like, ooh, okay, let, let me show you, let, let me explain. The Bajits have been mocking me for being poor, banging animals, and everyone, every woman in my family is a prostitute. Okay, not even close. Like America does not have an issue with poverty where it's actually the opposite. And this is how you mock us, Bajit. You know, I've been mocking the Bajits for having these like skinny, short, parasitic, like feminine bodies. Yeah, true. What are Americans? We're fat. Okay, myself included. I battle weight every single freaking day of my life. I just ran five miles. I just ate a bunch of leaves. Okay, we're fat. We're not skinny and malnutrition and, oh, you, sir, you five foot one. No, I'm six foot eight. Like, Americans are huge. You can mock that, Pajit. Mocking me for being fat helped me a lot. Like I lost 40 pounds this last year because people kept pointing out that I'm a fat fuck, which I, I was way fatter and I'm still fat. 
Okay, what do we make fun of you, Pajit? Uh, we're like, you live in an open sewer. You live in a cardboard box. You eat shit, blah, blah, blah. And then you go, no, you do. You poor, you eat shit. No, we don't. What are Americans? We're weak. Weak. And I'm, I'm, I fight against that every day of my life. Pajit, you want to mock an American where it hurts? Go, you need white noise machine and pills and double certain mattress to fall asleep because you weak pussy. I can fall asleep in poop storm and survive apocalypse with cockroaches. Fact. Americans have drowned in their comforts. That's our Achilles heel, Pajit. You understand? That's how you do it. Because every American will feel shame when you say that. I, I didn't know how to change a tire. Didn't know how to change my oil. Didn't grow my own food. I had to start all over at like 36. When I, or 37, I built my first fence. I started homesteading. You know, I started learning how things worked. Because I felt extreme shame. If you want to make fun of an American effectively that helps us, Pajit, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your liabilities? What are your assets? That's how a comedian works. And that's why I'm so damn good at it. Okay, your weakness is malnutrition, perversion, eating shit, worshiping anything. Okay, like uh, living in like the, the prostitution problem. Poverty, these things are facts, okay? What's your strength? Survival? Family, like you have a strong network. You have, you have cousins and brothers and sisters and you guys, you guys can survive fucking anything. American, Americans, we lose power for 48 hours. You'll see people begging for FEMA camps. India could lose power for three months and no one would notice. <laughs> Yeah, we do have OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't like the way women dress at the beach here. I don't like that we have abortion. But in general, compared to the rest of the world, America does not have a prostitution problem. You know, our women are whored out from my perspective, but compared to India, it's not even close. Like in India, they have like temples of prostitutes. They have hundreds of thousands of temple prostitutes. I'll show you. I'll show you. Because some people are like, oh, buddy, you liar. We don't need to poop. We only brush our teeth with the poop. Guys, I, I've done my research. I can, I'm, I'm instinctively incredible at, at smelling weakness and assets. Like, I just am. Oh, and by the way, I've been invited to the Maldives officially. Like, the Maldives have reached out. Um, I may have been a part of an international incident this week. India is an abortion... Guys, look at their strengths. Everybody has a strength. What is India's strength? What is America's weakness? India's strength is the ability to survive in any horrifying condition. And you don't think that's good? You don't think that's a weakness of American? I've known this for years. This is why I, have, I wake up every morning and milk a cow as she's like hitting me in the face. <laughs> I could just buy shit at the store. But that's what made America. That's what's made America's weak. You know, we don't fuck animals. We don't. Our might your mother get poop on for money? Not even close. Like not even a little bit. You know, uh, not even a tiny little bit. That doesn't even elicit shame in any way. You're just projecting. America does not have a bestiality problem at all. We're not short. We're not 
poor, none of that. No, we're fat, we're weak, we are too comfortable. Guys, I use a white noise machine to fall asleep. A Bajit can fall asleep on a on a bus with a thousand people in it full of feces. That's literally a strength. Swear to God, it's a strength. Like you guys have an ability to survive. I bet the Bajits have stronger immune systems than Americans. You know, all, all that shit eating is done. Not kidding. I bet if I went to India, I would be dead in a week. Or like some of these places. Like I'd go to India and I would get dengue fever or I would get um, some horror like malaria, some horrifying disease. And the Bajits are fine because they've accustomed their body to survive those conditions. Okay. Go with that. Because then it's fun. See, this is what I'm always trying to do. I'm not trying to take down Indians. I'm trying, like, our, the American immune system, because we've, we've always had an influx of people coming in, is to mock weakness, you know, mock corruption, mock that which is shit, and then we rise up together and maintain the, the power of, of the world, which is what America is. And... It's good that we do this. And I've gotten some really, really good messages from Indians. Like this Indian wrote me, I just read through more tweets of yours and you're actually hilarious. I'm now a fan. I'm just hoping that this brings some sense into them. And I'm also hoping that an Indian fan base, which is normal and educated enough to not shit and smell everywhere they go, has a place in your fan base. I'm subscribed. Ignore the emotional and dumbfounded Indians. They can't process what a joke is. They've been blinded by some extreme form of patriotism that makes them retarded. The replies I see are some of the dumbest, but I already expected it. I'm anyway planning to study abroad because there isn't one single institute providing any education other than the basic STEM. It's a problem. Hope these people get their senses straight and actually start being self-aware. And I respond, I've done corporate events for Indians. Trust me, I know there's a lot of good ones. And I'm confident they find this funny. It's like when whites make fun of white trash. Mocking the badly behaved section of your identity Helps them. And uh, someone else wrote to me. I think it was a Muslim. People are like, how did you figure this all out so fast? (laughs) And I'm like, well, uh, where is it? This one dude said, uh, Omar said, I still can't believe you got into the nitty gritty of Indian culture over a period of three to four days. Kudos. Usually they fool outsiders with yoga, Bollywood, and Priyanka Chopra. And I said, yeah, I'm like the comedy version of the CIA. I can be dropped into any culture and figure out all the jokes in 12 hours. Then I'm on a helicopter and off to the next one. When I toured 50 weeks a year, it was like that in America. Miami, San Fran, San Antonio, Chicago, North Dakota. All these places are very different. And I had to quickly figure out what makes them tick so I could mock them from an inside perspective, not an outside perspective. That's very important. And if I'm going to bring comedy to India, I want you guys to understand that you want to mock from within in a way that's helpful. Okay, I'll give you an example. Book of Mormon is an external mockery of Mormons. It's why it doesn't make them laugh. It's just dumb. Oh, you have magic underwear. Oh, like, it's just stupid. Like, they're, they're like, ugh, you know? And... uh it's like if uh, when the Hindus go, oh, you worship a corpse or something to like a, a Christian. You're like, Egh. you know, it just doesn't hit. It's just like weird. The internal mockery is how they don't drink coffee, but will drink energy drinks. 
Like that will actually make a Mormon laugh. Like if you talk about how they're loopholeish, they're like they're like good-looking Jews. <laughs> they love loopholes like the Jews. They even have a Dead Sea, a bank, and everyone is named Jacob. That makes them laugh. It makes them laugh. Like you're trying to make them laugh. Okay, if Pajit, if you're trying to make me laugh, it has to be based in reality and it has to be from within. You know, if you go, oh, you mama is whore prostitute. You fuck children and pig. And it's not even close, dude. You know, and it doesn't, it just makes you look bad and stupid. Like you don't even understand what you're talking about. Americans are fat. Americans are weak uh, physically because we got so rich. You know, we're like late stage Islamic empire when a bunch of Mongolians on a horse could take out a million people with a crooked sword. You know what I mean? It's like. That's the issue with Americans is that like, like one celebrity can make you stay in your house for three months wearing a mask. That's the problem with Americans. We don't have the prostitution problem you think we do. We don't have bestiality problems. We're not poor. In fact, our poor here own cars. You understand that? Like in America, a poor person can own their own car. In India, that is like the rich own one car. And I, that, that's a fact. But in India, their, their ability to survive a grid-down situation, an apocalyptic event, a natural disaster. I mean, when Chennai fl- flooded, the amount of people that survived is insane. Like when New Orleans flooded, it was way worse because Americans are less capable. Like some of the street people survived New Orleans, you know, uh, Katrina. And there was some survival, but the American response to Katrina was way worse than the Chennai uh, flood. Because you guys, because of your status, which is low when it comes to wealth, nutrition, civilization, sewage. And don't lie to yourself. It's a fact. It's low. You're low. And if you want to rise, first thing you got to do is be honest about it. America could go low if we don't get stronger, we don't get more resilient. We don't get, you know, less fat. You know what I mean? Like, we don't start learning these little things. You know, like, I don't know how the electricity in my house works. I have no idea. Right? That's a weakness, dude. I don't know how the plumbing works. All right? So, ironically, if the American system broke down, I think that we would have a worse poop problem than India in cities. Worse. Right? Because we're so reliant on these complicated systems. That's where you mock us, Pajit. Okay. And blacks don't know how to swim. That's one thing that happened. Uh, I love a good roast, hurts a bit, it sets me free and allows me to see myself. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's why a lot of Indians are actually laughing at the Pajit week. The ones who are angry are literally eating cow shit with rape eyes. And I'm going to show you guys that. We're going to continue on Pajit week. We're not, we're not, it's not over. Okay. (laughs) This is good for you. And the Pajits are going wacky with me. Like they're like making all these threats and going crazy. It's like, dude, this is for your own fucking good, Pajit. I don't hate you for your blood. And by the way, you whites, watch the, the under, like watch the Achilles heel of nationalism. I'm a nationalist. I love I believe in nations. I believe in, um, um, you know, self-governing, self-governing smaller nation states. I'm not a globalist at all. I don't like empire. I don't like 
uh, that whole thing at all. I, I like nationalism. But the, the weakness of nationalism, the Achilles heel of nationalism, is when you think that your blood makes you special. And now you're seeing this in India. You're seeing this rise of this like hyper-aggressive nationalism, which has some goodness to it. You know, I don't mind you guys wanting to keep out Pakistanis or keeping out people. But it's like you're doing it in a way that's, that's very weak because it's like you're just kind of going nuts. And you're like, oh, buddy, you nothing. You're, you're, that's not how you do it because it's like you think you, you think you accomplish something by existing is the problem with hyper-nationalism. No, there's nothing wrong with hyper-nationalism. It's not even that you can take nationalism to a degree where you're like um, House Atreides – like, I like House Atreides. Like, House Atreides in Dune is great. Atreides! Raw! And it's just these, like, immaculate, structured houses of order and strong men and family lines. That, yes, I'm into it. You speak to my blood. But if you're going to do that, it's not about the blood. You have to, like, be always competing for the metaphysical trophy of good, true, and beautiful. Like, if you think that just because you're Indian, you're better than a Pakistani, even though you eat shit and they clean themselves five times a day, you're in for a rude awakening. And this is every single nationalist. I've seen this in white people doing this in America sometimes when they're like, oh, yeah, we invented this. We did this. Without whites, we wouldn't have cathedrals without that. And I'm like, you can't build a fence, you know, and I I face this myself. I I couldn't build a fence. And for those of you that have been listening a long time, I know a lot of the Pajits are new and they're like, oh, buddy, I poop in mouth. Okay. I faced, I was a special boy in Los Angeles. You guys might think, oh, you're this failed comedian. I read it on Reddit. No, no. I was the top hundredth of 1% in the world of comedy. My, my, my face was painted in a mural on the side of the Hollywood improv. My picture was hanging on the wall. I was Vince Vaughn's closing act on tour. I was the lead character on a sitcom for three years. I've been in uh, many movies. Adam Sandler personally put me in three movies. I starred in my own Netflix movie. Um, I've done Leno and Fallon. Okay, I wasn't A-list. I wasn't like Kevin Hart or Joe Rogan or one of those guys. But I was like a crusher. And I went through a baptism by fire where I had to start over because of the trans child movement situation, <laughs> you know, uh, in Hollywood. And I went against that really hard. I was very aggressive and I, uh, I started making fun of Jews and I got a little intense and, you know, I was fucking freaking out about the moon landing and, uh, you know, and so they, I got kicked out of my agency, my management, my entire touring schedule schedule was canceled. I was blackballed from, from theaters and, um, and, uh, Clubs, and I've never even been accused of a crime. This was all because of uh, agenda, which they have every right to do, by the way. I do not hold resentment. If you're going to build a system, uh, you know, like if you're going to build an entertainment system to control culture and the Overton window, and you got a guy that's going against the depopulation agenda, whatever, um, then, uh, you know, you have every right to kick me out. I, I'm not entitled to your system. But when I, I started doing tree work with my brother again for 20 bucks an hour and I'm hauling brush and I'm shoving it and, and uh, chippers and I'm like, I have a dirty job and I just had a, a kid 
And I went from this like guy living in a one and a half million dollar condo in Los Angeles to living in a $200,000 house in a small town in the mountains. And we had already left LA before I was excommunicated, which is probably one reason I got excommunicated is because I was effectively showing people the decentralizing of entertainment that was coming. I was way ahead of that. You know, 2015, I'm showing, maybe 2016, I'm showing other comedians like, hey, I just shot my own special for 10 grand. I'm selling it on Vimeo. You don't even need agents. And the agents are like, eh. Okay, so I had a baptism by fire and I realized I didn't know shit. And I realized that the real men of this world are competent. You know, that I might've been held up uh, with a lot of esteem. I made a tremendous amount of money. I was, you know, movie stars and, you know, Paul McCartney and all these guys would call me a genius. And that's not bullshit. That's a fact. And I'm hosting award shows and I'm crushing. And, it, and then I was like below like an apprentice carpenter. Like I was, I went like bang. And it wasn't because I had like a drug addiction or I killed a guy or anything like that. It was because of my beliefs. Cause I didn't want to give up what I believed to be true and be a comedian because then I could no longer be a comedian. Like a comedian has to be rooted in the truth. And you can see that with how effective I am at making fun of identities. Right? So I, I don't regret the, the process at all, but I'm just telling you what happened to me. So I realized that I was weak. I didn't know how to do anything. Like I didn't know where mo- a lot of food came from. Okay. And a lot, that's one reason why I have so much loyalty uh, from my listeners is because they watched me claw out of it. Like they watched me get like my first chicken and build my first, um, am I, am I live by the way? I know I'm getting uh, attacked a lot. So yeah, we, we're the juice. Am I, am I alive? And let me double check. Give me one second. Because, you know, with this controversy comes a lot of fuckery. Give me one second. Banana, have I been alive? Have, have I been live the whole time? Have you missed anything? Um, anyway, let me just, is this interesting to you guys? Because I'm about to start making fun of the Bajits again. Don't worry. We're going to hit them. But I realized what I needed to do as a man. I needed to learn basic skills. I needed to learn how to work with my hands. I needed to accept struggle to like earn my place at the table. And it was really beautiful for me. And so Pajit's the thing you got going for you is resilience that you can sleep when it's 105, 110 degrees at night with no air conditioning on cement. I think that's amazing. And I'm not, I'm not um, being sarcastic. You guys are super obsessed with money and materialism. Super upset. Oh, you fuck. You have no I have two cent man. I pay your mommy. But okay, you're, you don't even see it. Like the, every single American is basically a king in India. And that's why they're so nice to us there. And they're like, oh, welcome to India. Oh, oh. You know, it's just because of money. They don't they 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 hate you like they don't fucking care. But uh the, the weakness of the king, the weakness of the people that have had everything fed to them, and I experienced this when I got thrown off my high horse, is we're fucking weak. Like, if I sleep on carpet, I can't sleep. Like, if I hear my wife has a, like a minor snore going on, I can't fucking sleep. I need white noise. I need to, like, 
not look at a screen for a bit. Sometimes I drink some warm milk. I'm a very special, special boy when it comes to sleeping. Okay. You guys don't need that. You know, if our, if our sewage and our electric fall, uh, turned off in a month, we would be stinkier than fucking Bangladesh. All right. So just remember that. Just remember that. Like mock us to make us better. Don't project your own stupid, shitty life on us. We don't fuck animals. You know, we don't have the pedophile problem that you guys have in India. There's a problem, you know, but it's not even close. We're all rich compared to you. Like our homeless people are usually richer than the average Indian. The homeless people, okay? Like more access to money, more access to food, more... Okay, forget all that. If you want to help Americans... You mock us for how weak we are, how fat we are, how we haven't earned our entitlements many times. You know, it's like, oh, us white people, we built the cathedrals. You can't even build a fence, bitch. I learned that the hard way. That's why I don't have white pride. I have, I I try to make it myself. If I can do it myself, then I feel a sense of pride. Not the, not the sinful pride, like the biblical pride where I feel like a God, but just like an ownership in my work. And I know Indians that can do so many things that I can't do. And they can survive so many situations that I could not survive. So focus on that. That is your strength. That is your strength. Okay, now let's start making fun of them. All right. First off, let's make fun of the Jews. Because we have the tunnel situation. Oh, I got, I have inside information on what the Chabad tunnels actually are. And some of you guys are not going to like it because you, you, you're already fantasizing about child sex operations and stuff. I mean, it's, I'm guessing it's very illegal. Um, so you might get a kick out of that. But uh, I, have a, I, I, think I, I think I know what's actually going on. I have, I have an inside look as to what uh, the tunnels actually are. Tunnel J's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bigger and crazier than what you even think. And they, it, it appears they did dig them. They hired people to dig them. Um, but uh, it's, fa- it's fascinating. So stick around. Stick around. By the way, how funny is it that uh, in Stephen King's It, the guy in the sewer was named Pennywise. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Who's wise with pennies? Okay. Oh, and I think a lot of that is a distraction from what's going on right now in the United Nations. So right now in the United Nations, South Africa has brought a claim against Israel for genocide. Guess who sides with South Africa? The Maldives. And I'm right in the South. I've been invited to the Maldives. The Maldives, like officials in the Maldives are like, we would love to have you in the Maldives. You are doing very good stuff. The poopy is coming here and it's very dirty. Okay. Fascinating stuff. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm involved. I'm not going to the Maldives, but it's fucking beautiful, that place. I was looking at pictures. Absolutely beautiful. Um, And so uh, I think the Seward thing might be a distraction from the UN thing because the UN pretty much has has to admit it's genocide or else there's no point in the UN. Like the UN literally has no point. What Israel is currently doing in Gaza is the dictionary definition of a war crime fact okay it's like a fact you have a you have a uh, a people that are occupied and they're being and civilians are being targeted 
That's a f- say what you want. You can argue, oh, they fucking did this and blah blah blah, and the paragliders. It doesn't matter. You know that is what that is. Like the United Nations as a governing body has to call that out, or else there's no point. Okay, there's no point in the UN at all. So this is a very, very interesting time because South Africa, Bolivia, Turkey, um, a couple other places, and the Maldives are all bringing a suit against Israel. So that's more important than the sewers, but the sewers are very, very interesting. Record a special in the Maldives. They literally are like, anytime you want to come to the Maldives, you are welcome with your family. You are, you are speaking against the poop. Yeah, I don't care what country it is targeting civilians is evil. Yes, and America's done that. Of course. It's like, oh, what about America, poop man? Yeah. What about Dresden? What about all kinds of shit? What about Tokyo? And Yes. Yes, we're on the same page here, bro. What America did to Japanese... I would say... I will say this, though. If you're going to uh, give the American side, they were targeting mostly military bases and manufacturing spots like Henry Ford successfully sued the American government for targeting his plant in Germany like they were mostly targeting those things but they did uh they did target civilian spots in Dresden and a couple spots in in Japan yeah absolutely and then if you look at uh you know what Obama did with hellfire missiles against an American citizen and his son in Iraq and it's a mess of course, I'm against the behavior. I'm not on the team. I'm an American. I'm a, I'm a very strongly identifying American, right? But what the American government can do, the United States of America Corporation can be very, very evil. Hamburg, yeah, there's, there were some horrible atrocities that happened, or like the rape of Berlin by the Russians. Or, but yeah, that's all war crime shit. But what Israel is currently doing in Gaza is the definition of a genocidal war crime. Now, I can understand theoretically getting that mad, right? If you truly believe that the paragliders beheaded the un- unborn babies and you, let's say you, there was some atrocities. I know that emotion where you're like, I'm going to fucking kill. You're all going to pay for this shit. Like, I know that emotion. I believe the Israelis are being very tricked and that if you actually ask yourself, what have you witnessed? Like, have you witnessed a baby rape? Or did you see that on your phone? Because I know some Israelis that I trust, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, it, it's happened. I'm like, did you see it happen? And they're like, no, but I know, though. Like, someone I know. I'm like, do you... I, I've yet to talk to one person who witnessed a, a, an unborn baby rape after paragliding, okay? And as an American who survived the 9-11 propaganda and the Gulf of Tonkin and all these things... They do lie to you about these events to get you to do horrifying things, right? You know, Pearl Harbor, Gulf of Tonkin, the, uh, the USS Maine, the USS whatever. They, every war is started with like this cry of like, they did it to the children. They did. And 99% of it is bullshit. Like when you find out later, when every uh, Operation Northwoods, all of it, when the dust settles, you're like, oh, that was all bullshit. I'm sure there are war crimes being committed on both sides, but that doesn't mean kill the kids. Right, you have an obligation as the one in control. There's one thing that the Israelis are going to um, are gonna have to adapt to. 
they were the underdogs for a while. Like, if you're looking at 47, 48, 55, 61, like, all these times, they're doing fucked up shit. You know, Menachem Bagan and all these guys are blowing shit up. But if you're perceived as the underdogs, like, you're the rebels in uh, Star Wars, like, you're the gay robot and the Wookiee, you know, people are going to overlook some of the atrocities you did with the Ewoks, right? They did. If you look at how, you know, the rebels in Star Wars conducted themselves, you know, it's like, Oh, they blew up our, our planet. Okay, I'll, I'll look into that. I'll look into whether or not that was a false flag. But people will overlook you if you don't have power. Like if you're the underdog. Israel is not the underdog anymore. And you guys now have a responsibility of, of like when you're alpha, when, you're, when you have power, when you have the military strength and you have the occupying force and you're bombing kids, it's horrifying, Right? Like, if you're in the movie Taken, and you're just underdog and trying to get, you know, and some shit happens, people will overlook that. Like, if you are the underdog, like, people are going to overlook Palestinians more than Israelis. Because Palestinians are being occupied. They were there first. You can make a claim you were there 8,000 years ago, but it's ridiculous. You guys came. You look like retarded Ukrainians. No offense. But you don't exactly look Middle Eastern. You came after the Havana Accords with Hitler or whatever. You come down. You slowly start taking over. Now you put them, you make claim, oh, you don't know what they did to us. Okay, well, they were there, and now you have control. Now they're behind barbed wire. And, and if you bomb them, you look fucking terrible, especially with the rhetoric you have online. Calling Arabs rats and shit like that, it's like, you know, uh, Jordan Peterson saying, give them hell, Netanyahu, and they bomb like 30 hospitals. You look terrible. And, and this is coming from a guy that understands human nature. Like, I know that, like, when someone attacks you and you perceive civilians have been damaged, you're like, turn it to glass. I felt that way after 9-11. I was like, these fucking dune, you know, you know. They're going to come at us and they're going to kill people in our city. Fucking bomb every. And then later you realize it was all bullshit. And you're like, what did we do? Right? So really ask yourself, like, what have you witnessed? And so let's talk about the Jews a little bit because they, okay, they brag about the worst things that they've done to our society. I'm actually not the conspiracy theorist a lot of people think I am. I'm not like, like, I did not jump to the conclusion that Chabad is, is eating babies in the tunnels. I did not. And you guys all witnessed it. At no point was I like, oh, it was a mattress? Baby eating. I don't do that. I'm not a Q guy. Like, I don't, I, I just don't do that. I always focus on what they're proud of. It's the same with the Hindus. They're proud of eating the shit. You know, I was having Hindus be like, buddy. It, it, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. So watch this. This is this is what they brag about. I am Jewish and proud because Jews have always done what's right. We've led the fight for gay rights. Harvey Milk fought to ban discrimination based on sexual orientation. Pedophile. Eddie Windsor was a leader in the fight for marriage equality. Okay, okay. So gay marriage. Harvey Milk was an active pedophile. That guy had a 15-year-old, quote-unquote, boyfriend... Okay, he's a fucking pedophile. Everyone knows that now. So then and then she's going to go, oh, and marriage equality. Marriage equality means sodomy rights in America. 
These people are not hiding it. Okay, they are responsible for communism. They are responsible for socialism. They are, and I'll, I'll show you from the horse's mouth. Okay, watch what she's bragging about. Eddie Windsor was a leader in the fight for marriage equality. Miriam Ben Shalom challenged the ban on gay people serving in the military. We oh. helped lead the fight for racial. Okay, so they made our military gay. Uh, they, they promoted a pedophile, and it's like, and they're like, we've always been the good guys. It's it's horrifying. Our rabbis are BFFs with MLK. Oh, they're BLFs with <laughs> they're BFFs with MLK. MLK was involved in gang rape, crack cocaine, dismantling the American right to uh, discriminate, which is fine, by the way. That's not bad to say that we don't have to serve anyone we don't want to. Like you don't have to permit certain things, you know. And it's like. This is not the, the win they think it is. With black leaders, Jews helped to establish over 20 HBCUs. During the civil rights movement, Jews were disproportionately involved in the protests. Okay, so they're, they're bragging. Love the fight for women's rights. For equal pay and the right to choose. And again, the right to choose means to murder their babies. So they're like, we led the fight to murder babies, sodomy, pedophilia, dismantling the, the, the commercial rights in america where you can deny service to people it's insane dude discrimination in the workplace jews were also among the first on the ground in turkey ukraine and haiti do i need to explain that one jews were the first involved in the clinton foundation in haiti and the ukrainian embezzlement scheme it's like they're they're telling you Judaism, when it comes to helping others, no action is too big or too small. The Jewish principle of tikkun olam tells us that we have the power to change the world. Yeah, they do. I mean, that's that's the whole problem is they're like, we're going to heal the world. The world is broken and we're going to make everyone like fuck in the ass, wars, kill your babies. Dude, they're into it. This is the thing that people don't get about me. They're like, oh, you're such a you're such a fucking conspiracy theorist. There's no way the Jews are part of communism. Oh, here's Dennis Prager. Every ism except except uh, Nazism was founded and or led disproportionately by Jews. You name it. Marxism, humanism, socialism, environmentalism, feminism, Jews. It, it's the Jews. It, it's the Jews. Oh, how dare you? How dare you quote Dennis Prager? It's the Jews. It's like, oh, you, sir, you eat a pop brownie. You, sir, you budget. Oh, eat the shit. Oh, oh, how dare you? Why are you coming to Jew? It's the Jews. Let's watch that one more time. This is Dennis Prager. He's a leading, leading intellectual in Jewish Zionism in America. Just watch what he says exactly. And bear in mind, all of these isms have turned out horrible. Okay. Every ism except except uh, Nazism was founded and or led disproportionately by Jews. You name it. Marxism, humanism, socialism, environmentalism, feminism, Jews. It, it's Jews. He's like, it's Jews. He almost sounded like Shylock Holmes. He's like, the Jew. It's the Jews. It's the Jews. I feel for these Jews, though, man. After seeing the Pajits, I'll take the Jews.
You know, at least they, I don't know. They're not great with poop either, man. But they're a lot better. And they'll even tell the Pajits. Look at this. You don't think so? This Pajit is like, happy Independence Day to brother country. And then she's like, no, we're not brothers. We are two different peoples. Israel is like the countries of Europe and the Indians are drowned in cow excrement. It's like, oh, buddy, that hurts me when you say that, buddy. The Jews, the Israelis are not accepting the Pajits. They are on a macro level, you know, like Netanyahu and these people. But Israelis are much cleaner than, than Pajits. Way cleaner. Like, it's not even close. You know, because I know in America, we look at Israelis like they're gross. You know, they're like, oh, let's just make a porno. Put in the ass. I'll film it. We'll make money. It's not even close. The Pajits are like, I got the great hookup with cow poop. <laughs> and the Israelis are like, no, we're more like Europeans. We're like the European scumbags. <laughs> okay, let's see what we got going on here. Um, all right, am I? Oh, nice. So, anyway, you know, and again, I'm just trying to make... The, I'm a little Jewy with Tikka Moam. I just want to bring comedy to India. Make fun of us for being fat. Weak, entitled, we, we need noise machines to sleep. You can sleep on cement. Like brag, you know, we treat you like cockroaches and you feel shame. There's strength in that. If the American power grid went out in 48 hours, half would be dead. In India, zero would be dead. India would be like, oh, what is electricity, buddy? I don't even know. You guys will survive any apocalypse. So just run with that, dude. <laughs> no, you put the poop in the pig. No, we don't. Okay, moving on. Let's out read some super chats, and then we'll dive into uh, what I believe the tunneling. Well, let me just tell you what I think the tunneling was with the Chabad in New York City. I think it's how they transport gold and diamonds. This is my opinion. I, again. I'm just not a Q-tard. Like, I, it's like, oh, look, there's a child's chair. They ate a baby. I'm like, no. Like, any evidence to that? Oh, you're defending baby eating? No, I just know Jews. Those Chabad guys, actually, you have more in common with than you think. They were strongly anti-vaccine, strongly, anti, strongly anti-lockdown. They wouldn't wear the mask they are very family-oriented. I call them uh, urban Amish. Now, is their religion crazy to me? Yes. Like, do I think that a lot of their traditions are nonsensical and insane? Yeah. Is the, is the baby dick tip biting crazy? Of course. Okay. But they're not what you think. Okay. So what, what is their business that actually funds them that they can't stop? You know, like, look at the cartels. Like, the cartels, they tunnel for the drug trade, right? What is the Jewish trade? Oh, baby bodies? No. Maybe in, on some level. You sell a baby to a Clinton or something. I have no idea. What's the big industry that they do that it's right there that they're, like, crushing in? It's gold and diamonds and the transportation of currency. And so during COVID, this is my theory. And again, I don't know or care or whatever. 
But I bet when they locked down COVID, there was a serious problem with their, with their industry about transporting gold and diamonds. And so they fucking hired people. They're so rich, you can't even imagine. These are, these are like trillion-dollar industries. Like, you can't fathom the money that goes through these people. And, um, and so COVID hits. They need to be able to transport, like, while that's going on. So I would guess they hired people. They didn't dig the tunnels themselves. But they hired people to dig the tunnels so that their industries were not affected. They're all about transportation. They're all about um, currency. They're all about, I mean, you could say they transport humans, sure, but it's like, you don't really see that in America very much. There is, there's like the porn and the, you know, like you'll get an Eastern European boat of people and they might make pornos. America is much, much less corrupt with human trafficking than other parts of the world. You don't, you just don't see it that much. You know, when people talk about all these missing people and it's like, I actually looked into that and it's not the numbers you think it is. And I know truthers are going to get mad at me, but like 800,000 people go missing a year in America. That is true. 790,000 get found within like a week. I'm on the alerts. Like I'm close to my sheriff. It'll be like missing, blah, blah, blah. And then 24 hours later, it's like they've been located. Missing, blah, blah, blah. They've been located. And a lot of them are custody issues. So, like, I know it's very uh, trendy to say, like, oh, there's, there's 10 million children go missing a year in America. Really? How many kids are in America? Well, let's just, let's just do some very simple math. Okay? How many children live in America? Let's just, what, 40 million? 74 million. Children of color make up 50% of all children nationally, over half of all children in D.C. 14 states. The number of children in the United States continues to grow, reaching 74 million in 2021. Okay, so if 6 million, let's just say 7 million children go missing a year, that's 1 in 10 every year. Does that sound right to you? That doesn't sound right to me. I've never known a single child to ever go missing that wasn't a custody dispute. Okay, never once. I'm 43 years old. I know thousands of people from all walks of life. and There, there are some sketchy situations, but typically um, it's not the numbers they're claiming. Uh, Four million kids born a year in America, right? So it's like, so you're telling me that, that like one in 10 kids in America go missing every year? Does that sound... It's the same bad math as uh, an area the size of Rhode Island is burned every year in the Amazon rainforest. That's what they told us when I was a little kid. It was very traumatizing. They, uh, Bono and all these people, um, when I was a kid, said they were basically like within five years, the rainforest will be burned down. And it never happened. And then I learned about biochar and how they farm. And they will burn areas, but then they grow them back. It's like how they farm. Okay. It's the same with this missing kids shit. It's like, yeah, there's missing. And I guarantee people are going to go, oh, you're defending the pedophiles. No, I'm just not retarded. Like, I'm just not like an actual retarded person. Are there things that happen to kids? Yes. Look at Haiti. Look at Ukraine. Look at some of these. Like when you have a war-torn area and there is no rule of law, you will see horrifying shit. Like a buddy of mine lost his uncle in Ukraine. Okay. And it's like. What are you going to do? There's no like rule of law. It's like a war. You'll, you'll hear missing kids in Ukraine. 
you know, and it's like, it's not like it is here because who do you call? The authorities are broken. Same with Haiti. Like when you have a watch out for who goes to war areas, you know, like these celebrities when it's like, watch out for anybody. It's like, oh, there's a war. I got to go to Ukraine. It's like, why? Oh, I got to go support. Oh, really? The, the parrot, like the real vampires of this world. Uh, they don't, they, they're like the predators, the cheetahs, the pumas, the lions. They, they, they don't want to ever be hurt. They go after weak prey. They're opportunists. If you have a mountain lion who, who breaks a tooth or a paw, they're dead. You know, if you're not running full speed, you don't get that prey. There's no welfare in the animal world. Like if you're a predator, if you're a top predator, you don't get to be injured. You don't get to have a prey fight back. That's why you go after the injured prey, the isolated prey, the young, right? You don't just take on a herd of buffalo, you'll die and your, your line is over. That's why the predator is always coming from behind and they're looking for isolation and weakness. They're not going to do that. America still has an incredible system. One kid goes missing. That's like a problem in America. Like that is rallying and media and police and FBI and constant drumming and drum. You go to Ukraine, you go to Gaza, you go to Haiti. No one will fucking know. There's bombs going off every day. That's why those are the places where if you're going to look at quote unquote human trafficking, it's areas where you have had a fallen government. That's why really watch out for people that want to overthrow the American government. These are narco capitalists. Some are useful morons, but a lot of them are, are fucking very nefarious. You know, like why, why does Vivek Ramadama Ding Dong want to get rid of the FBI? It's not because he's based. All right. People that want the American government to fail uh, want to exploit. That's when you would see real shit go down. Even missing black kids get pressed now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so my theory about the Jew tunnels is the Chabad trade in currency. And during COVID, they, I mean, or it could be Tartarian. I don't know. Why would you build a human? Why would you build a tunnel to transport kids? You just put them in a van. Not to be a dick, but like, like, why would you, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe that was part of it. When you're dealing with people that trade illicitly, they could throw some kids in there, but America isn't where you get kids. It's not like, it's not, that, that's just not America. It's like war torn areas is where they go, you know, like Congo or that's where the shit really is bad, man. You, you, you go to parts of Africa and you'll see these, like, people are getting snatched for their organs. They'll fucking, they'll just take your organs while you're alive. Feed you to alligators. I'm not saying there's not horror in this world, but it's not in America. Like, not like that. It's just not. You know, you might have some exclusive shit going on in Vegas or some of these places, but uh, they don't want to be caught. Like, they don't, they don't do things that they'll get caught doing. All right. Listen to the most recent podcast on Spotify, Eyes on the Right, about families that still do satanic ritual abuse, work with the CIA, and still abuse and program children. Hilton girls were raised on it. But it's in plain sight. It's like they do it right in front of you. It's not like it's, uh, it's like, it's not like this covert thing. You know, even like Red Bar has talked about this shit. It's like some of these rich Jewish families, like they intentionally traumatize the shit out of their kids 
to uh, to break their empathy so that they can be high level corporate executives. Because um, corporate executives have to have low um, low empathy. You know, like if you're going to be in that business, you got to be able to like turn fast on people and uh, and abusing them as kids is like how you can train them up. All right. Anyway, that's a dark topic. Let's move on. I just wanted because everybody's talking about the Jew tunnels and that's what I think. Like Chabad, um, you know, it's they're in it for the big shit. Like they're not. (laughs) I just don't see. The prophets and and babies, you know, if they want organs, you go to Haiti, you go to, you go to places where you can just get tons of people, cut them up, take their, feed them to crocodiles. There's no law enforcement. Like that's where you do it. Or you do it on yachts, international waters, all that shit. In New York city, if you're going to build a tunnel, I'm guessing it's smuggling extreme fentanyl, maybe something that's incredibly valuable by weight. And, uh, you know, kids aren't as valuable by weight as you think. It's not, it sounds so dark. It's just fucking true. It's like, I've looked into this shit and there's a dark world of it, but it's not, it's not what you think. Like, think about how many abortions happen every day in America. Do you think if they were actually uh, trafficking kids, wouldn't they just be like, give me your kid. I'll give you a, a thousand bucks. I don't know. It's dark, but whatever. Disregard to building codes and the safety of the occupants is bullshit. Special boy bullshit. Yeah, yeah. My issue with it is the codes. Anyway, moving on. So uh, I covered that. It's what people brag about that I have the issue with. Okay, here's a little bike thief here who uh, I don't mind this at all. People are sending me all this shit because you guys saw my super viral video about Stephen Hawking. This guy uses every single talking point that I did. Check it out. Even the jokes. Hawking's bingo on the list reminds me of a conspiracy I heard. That Stephen Hawking wasn't even actually a real person, but a character. So before he had a robot talking for him, he had a translator. David, when did you first realize you wanted to be a physicist? I think I knew from about the age of nine or ten. Okay, I'm the one who popularized that video. And by the way, I'm not mad. This is that this is good. This is this is just good memeable information spreading. This isn't one of my bits. It's like when a bigger comedian takes my bit and makes money on it, I'll call that shit out. When you got an AI generated bike bike thief here, I think this I don't even think this is a real person. Look at his fucking eyes. Um this is this is fine with me. I like this. Oh yeah, you can see little clips of my attic in this. You see that? Hang on. You see that? You see how it's like bleeding through? You can see my orange hoodie right there. See that little line? So this, I think this is AI. It might be a real bike thief, but they obviously got it from um, from my video. I just want to set the record. It's not bad at all. This is not stealing. This is just information spreading, which I like. I think I knew from about the age of nine or ten. 
I wanted to be a scientist. Like, how is that being translated? It's like Han Solo translating for Chewbacca. Now, kind of how the media uses children as shields, people believe that Stephen Hawking was used as a shield, that he was an actual person with actual ALS. But if people questioned anything he said, like his research on the Big Bang Theory, and attacked him for that, oh, how dare you attack somebody with ALS? How dare you attack somebody that's crippled? Kind of how the media use children today and go, how dare you attack a child whenever an angry mob questions their opinion? People are less likely to do so because of that. It's called empathy. But what do you think? Was he just a puppet? Or can you really translate grunts like that? See, that's that. That's like a black AI taking all my talking points and showing it to the people. Anyway, uh, Wobbly Bear made this little uh, bit. We're, we're about to get back into the Pajits. Um, I got some funny-ass videos. I actually think that the shadow people, schizophrenics, and meth heads sometimes see. Uh, maybe Pajits. We're going to look into that. Because they act exactly like how Jacobat has described them to me. I'm just fucking with you, Jacobat, but you know what I mean. I mean, they do. All right, let's, just to catch you guys up to speed, um, uh, this is from yesterday. And Codsworth, get the super chats ready. No, fuck the wall. Build the firewall. Fuck India. I don't even want my tweets there. They can't handle it mentally. They're so riddled with, with like horse fucking and poop eating that they don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. They're like, oh, I, I find out where you live. No, sh- what are you going to do? Is that a threat? Oh, I fuck your mouth with poop. I'm like, <laughs> you can't even drive a car. Like, you're, you're like an evil Michael J. Fox. <laughs> right? They're like, I'm like, dude, your whole body is like a parasite. Oh, you fuck mother piss urine fucking pussy. You can't even keep your fucking head straight. They're like, you fuck me, I fuck you. <laughs> okay, listen. You're upset. I know you're upset. You, I can tell you're very agitated. In your world, everything's going great. You eat the poop, you fuck the pig, whatever you do. My words shouldn't be taken to you. Like, there should be limits to my speech. Not in America. This is my fucking country. You don't limit my speech here. I'm holding the torch. But you don't, you shouldn't hear me in India. Like, you shouldn't hear me in Germany. Germany's like, we heard your tweets about the Jew, and we can't hear it because if we hear about no the- joke, I do. I do get limited in Germany. I'm, I'm referencing Germany because I about once a month I'll get an email from uh, X, and they're like, "We've had a complaint, and according to German law, this tweet is not played in Germany." I'm like, "Smart." They can't. They go crazy. They just go too. They're too emotional. You know, like sometimes I'll do a Jew joke, and the Americans are like, "Yeah, it's funny." A German doesn't laugh. They're like. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not laughing though. It's like this one comedian used to have this, uh, this bit where he goes, he goes, my, my family's so racist. If you tell a black joke, they don't even laugh. They just go, I know. <laughs> That's like Germany, you know, cause I really take it to the Jews and the proper response is laughter. If you're just like, I'm like, and so if you want to limit my Jew jokes in Germany, smart. It's the same with India. If I'm making fun of um, eating shit in America, Americans are like, yeah, that's gross, right? In India, it's like, oh, buddy, no. You know, fuck with my poopy. Smart. I'm into it. We just go fucking apeshit. Fine. 
You guys lost the ability to hear Jew jokes because you're so fucking crazy. Okay? <laughs> oh, we put on Zelina Holton. They fucking shake their head too. Guys, bobbleheading is a is a bad thing. We put on Zelita Holton. When we joke about the Jew, we start going very crazy. Yes, then you don't get to hear my jokes. That's on you. You have the problem, not me. India's like, oh, motherfucker with the poopy. I'm like, you don't get to hear me. That's why I just put it at $5. $5 to comment. They're like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> you people are disgusting. <laughs> oh, me disgusting. Look at you. I'm not. Yeah, I could be better. You know? Like sometimes I like white people uh, like this morning. I spent all morning plowing, uh, you know, shoveling. I didn't salt. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, man, I'm like an animal because I didn't have salt. I wasn't prepared with salt. Literally, that's where we're at. You guys are like, oh, I take the pig and I fuck it with the food. I'm like, you're not even close to where we're at. I eat the poo. You're not even fucking close to where we're at. Oh, my God. Well done, Wobbly Bear. Oh, let me show you a Jew I'm into these days. Unironically, not sarcastically. Fucking Mark Zuckerberg is crushing. Look at what he's eating. You want to hear what he's eating? Swear to God I like what he's doing. Like, I actually think if more of our quote-unquote elite acted this way, the world would actually be a little more TCOM off. He said, started raising cattle at Kalu Ranch in Kwa. And my goal is to create, I can't even do a Mark Zuckerberg. He's like, ah, oh, uh, some of the highest quality beef in the world. I'm just going to read it. The cattle are Wagyu. No, I'm not. I'm just going to read it. The cattle are Wagyu and Angus, and they'll grow up eating macadamia meal and drinking beer that we grow and produce here on the ranch. We want the whole process to be local and vertically integrated. Each cow eats 5,000 to 10,000 pounds of food each year. So that's a lot of acres of macadamia trees. My daughters help plant the mac trees and take care of our different animals. We're still early in the journey, and it's fun improving on it every season. Of all my projects, this is the most delicious. Swear to God I like that. Like, I wish him well. I don't know. People hate. I, I got kicked off Facebook, I think, before anybody. And I don't care. Good for him. I mean, that the lessons you learn from homesteading, focusing on natural food, bringing your family into it, really looking at the quality of food you're raising. I mean, that's awesome, man. And Zuckerberg looks legit happy. Like that beef must be absolutely incredible. And one thing that the elite and any asshole has access to is really high quality food if you care. Like guys, I'm right now really working on the highest quality soil I possibly can. And yes, India, that involves cow shit, okay? And I really like infusing it with some, even some potash from the fire and goat manure and alpaca manure and various amendments and some blood meal. And then you get this like awesome, my, my dream, which I have not been able to do because of, um, I don't know, I just don't have the skills yet. I would need more money to do it. You can do it without much money. You just have to be incredibly skilled, which unfortunately I'm not there yet. But you, you get the best quality soil you can. And then you grow superfoods, like what he was talking about with macadamia nuts, but there's like the North Idaho versions of that. And then you feed the superfood to the cow 
from the time they're born, you know, after they're weaned or whatever, and then really, really get it in there. Like beer is good too. Like you get a high caloric superfood and then you eat that meat would be unbelievable. And I think about this shit all the time. Like, how do you engineer the best fucking meat in the world? I'm telling you right now, Zuck right there is living the Idaho dream. But here's the thing about Hawaii. Hawaii has, there's so much, uh, there's actual nutrition that comes from ocean air. I'm not even kidding. Ocean air will roll in and it carries with it these, I don't even know how to describe it. I've talked to Gardner about it, a couple of Japanese, um, like volcanic soil with ocean air can just be so ridiculously high in energy and nutrition. Uh, the grass constantly grows in Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii is like a homesteader's dream. They have issues with Roundup. They have issues with, um, you know, it, it's a heavy CIA place. So, you know, they can they can just take over Hawaii really fast and shut everything down. The locals have a a justifiable anger against the white man. So it's not, it's not, I, at this point in human history, in American history, I'm not living on an island. I'm not even going to the Maldives, even though I, I want to. I really wish them well. But I'm just not hitting an island anytime soon, unless it's like Iceland or some shit like that, or like Ireland. But Hawaii, like that, if I was gonna, if, if there weren't those factors of like, economic instability, supply chain instability, locals that hate you. The big island in Hawaii would be an absolute homesteader's fucking dream. That volcanic soil, the ocean breeze, the rain, the temperate climate. You know, I mean, you could raise cows there that would blow your mind. Lots of military experiments. Yeah, tons. My brother-in-law has organic wine and olive production and volcanic soil in Sicily. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's like volcano. Like in that movie, uh, uh, that cartoon, uh, The Incredibles. You know how they go to that volcano and it's like the, the best soil and they're growing all their own shit. I know it's just a cartoon, but that's 100% true. Um, yeah, and the Big Island actually has really cheap land too. Like ridiculously cheap land. You would be blown away. But it's controlled by gangs and shit, which I hear are pretty cool. But not the place to go when you're an outspoken giant white man. You know, it's like, I know my limit. I know where I belong. I belong in North Idaho. This is where I fucking belong. Simone Poppy ain't wasting time finding the entrance to his bunker. Yeah, but see, island people can get real crazy real fast. Iodine deficiency is less common near the coast and maybe in the air. I know it's in the air. I know that ocean air is really good for you. Like uh, the Japs know that too. The Japanese, uh, uh, their air is incredible. And it brings with it nutrition and ionizing shit. It's all kinds of fun stuff. Okay. Uh, So this all started because of Vivek's, Vivek is running for president. Well, I happen to get a, uh, I happen to get a a video of Vivek's, Vivek Ramswamy's uh, campaign manager. Check out this guy, what he had to say to CNN. You bitch. I'm going to fuck you, you bitch. I'm going to fucking rape you. I'm not going to even regret it. I'm going to fucking rape that pussy of yours. Whoa. 
Okay, so if Vivek wants to run for president of America, he's got to get that guy under control. Like any white woman in India is like a target. It's insane. And by the way, these are the rich ones. These are like the rich civilized ones. Okay, they just stare. And they even do it to wipe. Okay, so this is my theory that when schizophrenics and people pretty deep into some meth, um, you know, like um, they, they claim to see shadow people. And uh, I have a theory that they're just they're just Indians. Like, watch this. Like, tell me this doesn't look like how schizophrenics describe shadow people. Watch him. They, they track him. They track every move. Let's see how many people you can see right now. We're watching me. We're following me. We're probably looking back at this camera. You basically make a whole crowd just by sitting here. Bro, I can't come to no fucking gas station no more. Look at this shit. Look at this. Bro, gas prices are... Guys, guys, that's the guy who owns the gas station. By the way, the average IQ in India is 72. So these people make Compton look like a fucking Mensa meeting. Okay? These people make the American black man look like a Swiss banker. Like, they make... A black American named Chantrell looked like a Swiss watchmaker. I'm not kidding. They're they're basically retarded, but they can survive any apocalypse. No. What the fuck? Dude, I'm so... (laughs) Can you get up? Why? (laughs) Can you get up? (laughs) You're so crazy. Look at this shit. We're going to be all world star, bro. <laughs> Let's get up. Please leave my car. I'm going to call the cops. Look, you got cussed. I kind of feel bad for him a little. Did you see at the end when he was like, oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but gee, we have something in America called cops. Anyway, over there, they don't have cops. I mean, they, they have cops. They're like, oh, someone eating poopy. <laughs> They just stare. Yeah, they're like black and they just stare at you wherever you go. Okay, anyway, so the Maldives are pumped about what I've been up to lately. The Maldives said, thanks, Owen. We are scared of losing our white and sandy beaches, not to global warming, but to poop coming from India. It might sound funny, but it's a real threat here. Oh, I know. Trust me. I'm going to show you guys some more videos. We invite Owen Benjamin to Maldives to give a talk on a poop-free beach. Guys, I'm not kidding. I've been directly invited by the Maldives officials to come to the Maldives with my family. They're like, come to Maldives. I'm like, I'm currently on a no island policy. But in a few years, if everything, you know, if everything kind of works itself out, I'll fucking come to Maldives. Anyway, so right now the Pajits are in the anger phase. 
of, um, of dealing with trauma. It starts with shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, testing, acceptance. So my advice to the, the Pajit is make fun of Americans in a way that's funny where you can actually take some pride. We need a lot to fall asleep because we're so weak and pussy and fat. Okay, that's true. We don't have a prostitution problem here. Uh, none of our women are prostitutes and, you know, every single, like a homeless American would be the richest guy in India. So it's not, we don't fuck animals either. Um, so just, just, if I'm going to bring comedy to India, make sure that it makes sense. You know, it's like, oh, India, India, you know, the blacks will steal your shit. The Indians eat the shit. And then an Indian said, but the whites make the shit. And I'm like, yes, white people suck in a lot of ways. Like you can totally fuck with us. It's just not in the ways you currently are. We, again, we don't bang animals ever. Like there's a couple Welsh that have had a situation, but uh, in general, that is not something we face. I suspect they will remain in anger, making you one of their gods. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're already making statues out of me over there. That's all they do. They they have statues of Trump over there. They make a statue out of anything. Like I could literally show this to an Indian and they'd be like, oh, the horn god. Oh, guys, they have a god of prostitution. You think I'm fucking joking? You want me to go to that first? You want to talk about how international communities have tried to help India and all India does is get mad. UNICEF, take the poo to the loo. Join the take poo to the loo campaign and pledge your support to a poo free nation. Okay, here's a couple stats from our buddies over there at UNICEF. Close to 594 million, 48% of the population in India, practices open defecation. So I know yesterday Food Forest Bear was attempting to be like, oh, really? Yeah, really. And I know you know the whole place is just total shit. Half the population dumping over 65 million kilos of poo every day. Wanna know who suffers? The Maldives. There's no, there's no rising of sea level, guys. It's just Indian shit. If this poo continues to be let loose on us, there will be no escaping the stench of life, threatening infections, disease, and epidemics. Think about it. Half the population doesn't use a toilet. Half. And it's not even about money, guys. Vivek Ramswamy will, will shit right in the center of the Senate. And he'll just look right at you and be like, so what are we talking about today? Like they, they, I thought that was satire. No, no, that's a real thing. They really did do take the poo to the loo campaign. I'm not fucking kidding. Half the population doesn't use a toilet. while the other half of the population accepts it. We simply accept India as it is. We are part of the issue, part of the acceptance. Okay, you think that doesn't affect America? Remember that, that Boeing situation that just had? Okay, Boeing outsourced the software testing to $9 an hour contractors in India. Remember when the, the Boeing thing just happened? When you buy electronics from India, there's shit. There's microscopic shit inside all of the electronics. I'm not, guys, it's real, man. One of my listeners said, BJP supporters learned a valuable lesson. Don't ever fuck with a Western comedian, especially someone of Owen Benjamin's credentials. And someone said, the thing is just off the comment that's called fear. 
And I said, no, it's because you guys post gay porn, your filth, and the $5 barrier keeps you all out because you're so broke. And then they're like, oh, buddy pants. Okay, so this is when the Maldives situation gets more interesting. So again, this is more love from Maldives. The dislike towards street pooping Indians has traveled from Maldives all the way to the United States of America. This is all cause of India's intolerance and lack of respect for other nations. Phenomenal work, Owen Benjamin. No problem, Maldives. Okay, and then this is when it becomes a bit of an international incident. So right now, South Africa is suing Israel in the United Nations for claims of genocide. Three Maldives officials responded to his post, describing Modi as a clown, terrorist, and puppet of Israel, according to Reuters. The Maldives government moved quickly to distance itself from their comments, suspending the three officials. Deputy Minister with the Ministry of Youth, Employment, Information, and Arts, a senior Maldives official, told Reuters uh, Sunday. And that's, that's just the beginning. Okay, where is it? Uh, and where's the rest of the Maldives thing? Anyway, the Maldives is one of the countries that's suing Israel right now. Hang on, what are you guys confirming with Toronto Jew Bear? Uh, didn't some beaches in Ontario have to shut down because of Indian immigrants were shitting in them? 100%. There's a whole town in Ontario that's so filled with Indians that they had to shut it down because they shit everywhere. Let's compare Pajits to ants. Are ants better than Indians? Caste system? Caste system. Check, check. Large colony? Large colony. Hardworking? Ants? Yes. Pajit? No. They'll stay at work for 18 hours, but they don't work. Loyal, ant, yes, Pajit, no, can play cricket, neither can play cricket. Disposes of waste, ant, yes, Pajit, no. Okay, moving on. Oh, buddy, you fuck with cricket. Oh, by the way, uh, actual Indians are loving this. Uh, They're like, thank you for calling these people out, and I've responded back to them. Oh, no, this is a funny one. You're hilarious, racist, but hilarious. That was a bloody good roasting of my people. Their misplaced arrogance was really getting to me too. Well-deserved roasting. Is there a way to set filters where head-bobbling poop eaters and cow worshippers like me who find you funny and have no interest in fuck mother pig kind of comebacks and threats and can't afford five rupees, let alone five dollars? Well, I told him to just respond in my DMs, but he said something else. He said, um... Because once this fades away, because it will, once the Maldives international incident that I've been involved in, uh, the Israeli lawsuit, once the Indians get tired, move on to the next thing, I'll, I'll open my comments back up. But you don't want to see the shit they're posting. They're like, oh, Owen Benderman, fuck a dog. Look proof. And it's just like my photo on a guy fucking a dog that's clearly an Indian. I'm like, I'm a six foot eight white guy. Like, you can't even get my race right. They're like, oh, buddy, fuck poop. And so he said, these are the funny guys that I'm appealing to. There's a lot of good Indians out there, like millions of good Indians. He said, anytime, buddy. Happy to help with your Hindi lessons or maybe... I was writing in Hindi, too. I got to show you guys that. It was super funny. I was, like, literally writing in Hindi. Um, Like, the elephant wants you to flush. You know, poop causes disease. Dude, super funny. Uh, I'll help you with Hindi lessons or maybe sponsor Amir for Dandy. She's a goddess for us after all. Anyway, keep roasting them till they're shamed into building more toilets. Have a good one. That's why comedy is good for everybody. It is. Like, you want a cleaner India. You want shame in your sewage. And, like, just stop lying, guys. Like, this is ridiculous. Because now I'm seeing, I'm, like, looking into India, and they're like, 
No power on earth can stop India from becoming 35 trillion economy by 2047. Uh, no power on earth? What about dysentery? Like, they're, they're just lying all the time. You know? It's like, and the funny thing is, is high trust Westerners are like, whoa, we got to invest in India. They're like, we will have one trillion billion dollars by end of, or poop will come out of, and it's like, no, no, you guys are like fucked. If you guys don't get the sewage situation, you're you're not you're not moving forward. There's a lot of uh, outsourcing tech to India. You know, if you add nine dollars an hour, you know, in those Verizon warehouses they have. I mean, there's some money there, but not really. JJ Hemcrete, uh, this message is not supported by your version of Telegram. What is that, Coddington? Or maybe India will buy millions. We need shirts that say elephants want you to flush in Hindi. Oh, it's so funny. Anyway, so when you're looking at Vivek Ramswamy, understand that he is a Hindu. What is the caste of foreigners in India? According to Orthodox rules, anyone who does not belong to the four Varnas, meaning foreigners, are untouchables. Religiously, anyone who does not belong to the four Varnas is an outcast and untouchable. It means all foreigners and non-Hindus are all supposed to be untouchable, okay? So if you have someone running for president in your country who religiously, and they lie too, they won't tell you this. They view your entire country as untouchable dogs. You may have a problem. Spain isn't doing all the right things, by the way. As you can see here, uh, Spain makes history first parliamentary with Down syndrome. Now, not a good call having it a woman, but I promise I'm being 100% serious. If every single American government official had Down syndrome, we would see an improvement. Not kidding. Okay. Here's a video, a rape attempt on a CNN reporter by an Indian crowd. The thing about Indians is they rape in packs. Um... And they don't see anything wrong with it. They're like, I rape you and I feel good about myself. I give myself high five after a rape. Okay, Vivek, uh, we, we know what you do. And we know religiously what you're allowed to do. Meanwhile, the highest court in India says cow dung cover protects houses from atomic radiation, says Gujarat court. Cow urine can cure many incurable diseases, a Sessions judge observed last year. So... Imagine if the Supreme Court said covering your house in shit will help solve radiation. Okay, here is a Pajit listener who doesn't understand the difference between mud and poop. Okay, he says, meanwhile, white mingles. And someone said, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're comparing mud to shit? Are you serious? Yeah, he's serious. So in India, they cover themselves with poop and shit. They think it, they think it stops radiation, cures ailments. They eat it. They brush their teeth with it. They love shit. And then they're like trying to own the Western. Bear in mind, you're dealing with an average IQ of 71. Okay. The average Indian would not be allowed in the American military, which is where we put our stupid people. No offense, military. But when you can't get a job at a gas station, you join the Navy, which is like a floating trailer park, right? You're, you're not allowed in the Navy if you have less than like an 85 because in the past, they wouldn't remember to throw a grenade. I'm not kidding. The average Indian would not be allowed in our military. That's a fact, okay? 
when they look at white Westerners doing uh, mud baths, they're like, oh, you do it too. They don't know the difference between mud and animal feces. Okay? So that's what you're dealing with with uh, Vivek Ramswamy. Um, so let's take a look at their goddess of prostitution. Oh, we're going to take a quick break here first, though. And I'm going to read the Super Chats, Codsworth Super Chats. Okay. While he gets those going, I'm going to show you guys some interesting it's a stuff year. here. Thousands of Hindus stream to Saudati, a temple in southern India. They have come here to express their devotion to the goddess Yalama. But Saudati is no ordinary temple, for Yalama is the goddess of prostitution. We're in- going to get into their goddess of prostitution in a second. By the way, you don't want to elect him president. J-Rock, trying to save money this year, but I had to install a bidet, so here's to pay the gay away, indeed. Uh, I'm glad I didn't go to India back uh, in the time that I was into yoga. There seems to be a push about romanticizing India and that going there you achieve some form of spiritual enlightenment. I didn't know India is gross and that most people there lie. I'm awakening on the India spell. Ask Christopher Gardner. You still live in an ashram. He's, he literally will tell you it's hell on earth. It's the most disgusting, toxic, sinful, horrifying place in the world. Like, Going to federal prison in America is way, way, way better than going to India. Fact. Sleep deprived. My parents and their families fought on the U.S. side in the Vietnam War and lost all their worldly possessions. We rebuilt here in the States and adapted the culture. But if you need me to revert back to bad habits, pop out of a tunnel squinting, speak in a funny accent about hot dogs for the movie, sign me up. No, you're in sleep deprived. Um, and good for you. That's the type of uh, commitment we need in America. You know, we're going to have you, uh, you got to really show you're ready to be here. And I think that Sleep Deprived's Vietnamese family did that. Welcome. Uh, but yeah, you're going to have to be a stereotypical Chinaman. Um, in the movie we're writing, I'm like the ultimate racist. I'm just going to tell you this one little idea. And I have an Indian friend, a Chinese friend, a black friend. But we all bond because we had our bikes stolen. In the end, to get the bad guy, we all combined our race, racist forces to accomplish our goal. Like the Indian keeps them on the phone for like an hour. The Chinese guy like does the tech. You know, the black is like running. <laughs> all right. So I, I need an Indian or at least someone who looks Indian. Uh, for the movie, we, you don't even have to be, be here. There's a way we could do it on Zoom potentially because my job in the movie is I'm a, I'm customer support after I get fired for spraying a blackout with a fire hose at a cement factory. And it's like so much humor is me doing tech support. Like I hate everybody. And uh, I become friends with this Indian. He's like, oh, buddy, the way you keep them on the phone is you just keep. And so it's all those jokes. And so we use the Indian. I'm not going to ruin the movie, but. We are going to be doing a casting call for, uh, oh yeah, Jacko back. Now we want a real Indian because when you're going to do racism, um, when you're going to do racism, you, you want to include as many people as possible uh, because it shows that you're, in, it's in good fun. It's like, we don't actually hate Indians. It's like retarded. It's the sh- street shitting and the lying and the goddess. Att- pro- All right. Anyway. 
BB, the segment on 1851 was legendary. It's so true, man. Races are a race. Compete and become friends with honor. Keep or find your culture. Our generation, I'm 44, have lost our culture. Most of our generation has bought into the melting pot. Your words said it better than I ever could. That's why I listen to your stream. Thanks, Dwayne. Bear for all seasons. Freaking Spain. Of course, the Spanish could steal from BB and elect their own Corky. No, I think it's just, I mean, I'm not saying Spain stole my idea. It's pretty obvious that the best government official would have Down syndrome. Nationalist Bear. The Jays hide behind manipulating the Predators. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like you still have to do it, though. You know, Nancy Pelosi was giving this whole speech about how her dad was a Shabbos Goy. It's hilarious how open they are about it. And this Israeli's like, Nancy, will your husband do the honor of being the Shabbos Goy? And she's like, I, I don't know if, if Paul's ready, but it, yeah. I'll show you the video. You won't even believe it. Like, people think that I'm saying conspiracy theory, it's a fact. So the way that Jews operate is they try not to touch filth. That's why the, uh, the tunnels, I think it's about currency. And if they do transport filthy things, they get other people to do it because they're literally not allowed to. So they get what's called a Shabbos Goy, where they get a Steven Crowder or somebody like that, where it's like, or Joe Rogan, where it's like, you push the drugs on the people. We're not allowed to, you know? And so they pay the Shabbos Goy. And they keep their hands clean. And in crime, it's just called the, the fall guy or the bag man. It's very simple. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's smart. And they do it. And, you know, they pay the Shabbos Goy. But the Shabbos Goy has to actually do the things that are banned in the Torah. Like, they're a very loophole-oriented people. Hunter says, hello, BB. Long-time listener, first-time super chatter. I started listening to you before you moved to Washington. I was 19. My finances have prevented me from tipping until now. I appreciate the years of free service you've provided me. Holding down the fort on your southern border in Boise. Ida Hunter Bear. Thank you, my friend. Brandon, BB batting a thousand as usual. Pajit's ruined the solar industry in Oz. Compulsive liars and trick kind-hearted good Aussies. Oh, yeah, they're like, oh, I get you a great deal. I, for only 20000 I get you the best solar panel. And then you open it, and it's just poop. And they're like, you get poopy. And you're like, it's poop. And they're like, oh, no, you fuck pig. Guys, it's like a joke how fucking horrible they are. Okay. But even if you're dealing with the people whose average IQ is 71, you're still looking at millions of people with an IQ over 110. It's just the vast majority are basically, that's average. That means half are under 71. They're like, oh, Fucking boopy. <laughs> I mean, and, they, and it's not even like they have this angelicness like the Down syndrome people where they're like, I didn't want to play in the field. I didn't want people to be happy. The Indian's like, oh, I like rape. <laughs> okay. Um, Joshua says, one of the coolest things about the British is they create a corporation that hired Indians to conquer India for the company. Yeah, that's great. Probably the largest landmass owned by a corporation. Yeah, the East India Company, which is the same flag that Washington waved. Guys, behind the Jews, I think are some Brits. And I'm not saying they're doing a bad job. <laughs> Huey Lewis song request, hip to be square. Dirt buckets take the Yankees to win it. All in 2024, logos rising. All right, Mortloaf. 
Fuzzy Guzzy Bear. Dear Big Bear, blessings to you and the family, also to the Bears. Please let them know that the Olympia Bear Meetup is going to going once more. Attend or you are gay at Fuzzy Guzzy Bear on the BT app for info. And then Durandal says, long overdue tip for the piano man. Thanks for being the internet tentpole. No problem. Okay, let's check out um, India's relationship spiritually with prostitution. Temple, prostitution becomes a religion. Young girls, many of them not yet 15, are consecrated to Yalama. They become Devadasis, love servants of the goddess. And their lives will be dedicated to prostitution. Their families believe that this sacrifice will allow them to be born into a higher caste in the next life. Before the long five-kilometer walk to the temple, the devotees must cleanse themselves by washing in this pool. Dude, how crazy is it to be like, if you let these rich Indians fuck you for money, like next life, you'll be good. Oh, it's so fucked up, man. And they're like, but first, make sure you're a boopy. Oh, God, it's like hell on earth. Our goddess gives us happiness. I'm not against the Devadasai system. If, for example, you have a problem at home, like a quarrel between a married couple, you can go to the temple after you prayed to the goddess our wishes are fulfilled our goddess helps us okay so understand what he's saying he's saying oh if you have fight with wife you get to go pray to the goddess of prostitution and fuck (laughs) these people want to be president of america oh my god look at this hell on earth devotees of the yalama goddess come from the lower castes of the hindus some are gripped by religious fever they dance until they drop. Men are also followers of the temple. Many put themselves into service as transvestites. It's illegal to dedicate children to the goddess. And you're like, I wear a very sexy dress. But that's irrelevant because the government does nothing to prevent it. Yeah, so understand that this, you want to talk about the Jew, like, oh, the, the tunnels, the Jews. Okay, well, India is like, Super into that's why they they accuse everyone of being a pedophile because they're all just a bunch of fucking okay. Well, just, just this needs to be known about Vivek Ramswami's religion. Unbaptized as a Devadasi love servant costs $52, money which, according to one human rights organization, flows straight into the pockets of the politicians. Okay, so understand what this is. So when people are like, oh, America has this huge uh child trafficking. You can go to India and buy a kid for 52 bucks off, like, their prime ministers. Oh, buddy! I poopy, poopy! $52. American dollars. Why would Habad get involved in that in, like, the tunnels of Manhattan? Now, they're involved in fucking gold, diamonds, fentanyl, you know, whatever. Whatever. You go to India right now. It's like, watch out for people who go to India, man. Watch out for people who go to... There's some cool people who live in Thailand, but like, when you see celebrities that they keep going to Thailand, if a war breaks out, like, it's fine if you are from Ukraine. Ukraine, actually, I hear some really good things about when it's not at war. 
if the war breaks out and people that have never been to Ukraine are like, I got to go to Ukraine. This is why people are cheap in these shithole parts of the world. So when Vivek Ramswamy or Nikki Haley or Kamala Harris wants to talk about American white supremacy, it's like right now you can go to India and buy a kid for 52 bucks religiously. So the government turns a blind eye. The girls are obliged to serve the priests in the temple, and that includes sexual services. According to one report, some priests have up to 40 girls at their service. It's a price the poorer families are prepared to pay for a better life in their next reincarnation. It's so fucking sad, man. Swapan Mukherjee is the leader of Free the Children of India. He fights for the rights of all children and particularly for the girls that become prostitutes. Dude, it's so, it's so accepted there, man. Like, it's so accepted there that, like, they have, a, they have like, their goddess temples and the prostitutes. They literally believe, believe that if they sell their children into sex slavery for the rich, that they'll be reincarnated into a, a man with more money. Guys, you want to do everything you can to keep these fucking people out of America. And if anybody comes here from India, you have to be able to bash this shit. And they have to take it with a smile on their face. Like if they defend Hinduism or if they defend shit eating or lying and scheming. And if they attack Americans in any way, they need to go fucking back to hell. I consider that hell, dude. And this is... Open. This is part of their religion. He estimates that 6,000 new girls are dedicated to the temple every year. Most of these girls are from poor families, mostly. And this is a burden to them. The poor, it is a burden to the poor family, first thing. Second thing, if another belief they do have, that if they give their God Call your doorbell, temple, then they will also get blessed from the God. The Yalama cult is hundreds of years old, and the belief has become deeply entrenched in the people. But it's more than that. For many families, it's a matter of survival. Sons are important. They will care for their parents later in life, but daughters are a financial burden. After marriage, women belong to the family of the husband. But in order for the marriage to take place, the daughter must have a dowry. Even today. Okay, so it's brutal. That's why they hate Muslims over there. Because the Muslim won't let them sell their daughters into sex labor. That's why they all say that about Islam. They go, oh, fuck you, buddy. Islam is all about sex slavery. It's literally the opposite. There's some brutal areas that are Islamic. You know, there is some really gross people doing some gross ass shit. But according to Sharia law, that would get you the death penalty. All right. Now, whether or not how corrupt it is, is another thing. Like there's parts of the world that are filled with some really dumb, brutal, animalistic people that call themselves Muslim that do some fucked up stuff. But according to the actual law of Islam, you can't do that. That's, that's a death sentence. 
And so in Hinduism, that's totally legal, you know? And so these people are fighting the, the UN and the NGOs and the British and the Muslims, all these, because they're like, you don't tell me what to do, buddy. I fuck the poop. And as Americans, we should always know that that is not allowed here. You cannot be, when they call you ethnocentric or like you're bigoted or you're like, you're not tolerant. Yes. Yes. Because I can't control them. I can't go to India and change that. I can't, I can bring, maybe I can bring comedy to India. I can start spreading um, the ideas that I have with comedy there where you mock Something that you should be ashamed of. That's close to reality. Like Americans are fat and weak. And we're rich in general. That's what you mock. You know? And in in India, they're like materialistic and they eat shit and they look unhealthy and they're rapey and they lie a lot. But they can survive anything. They can live on a concrete floor in the cockroaches and sleep like a baby. In America, you need a white noise machine and fucking melatonin, right? Um... One thing that Hinduism has going for is it's not based on the Jewish Bible. I wouldn't say that, Lily. I think that the the laws of Moses and the New Testament are a drastic uh, improvement on Hinduism. I think that a lot of people are so used to Christianity or Islam or even Judaism on some levels. Not the Talmudic crazy loophole shit, but just like... Torah-abiding Jews, they're very confused and it's crazy, but you don't even know what the rest of the world can be like. Like, you're in this bubble of just complete, you know, you're like a a fish in water that doesn't know that there's a world without water. And that's why people just mock it. It's like, oh, the the Christian God. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Because I used to make fun of Christianity a lot more about like uh, the communion. It's like, Weird to like, uh, to like, uh, kind of pantomime cannibalism. And then someone was explaining to me that that helped people stop eating people. That when you're dealing with these type of, uh, uncivilized heathens, they do fucking eat people. Like if you go to India, I'm sure that it's pretty easy to get human meat, you know, blood drinking to get strength, eating flesh. The commun- the Holy Communion is a vast improvement on actual cannibalism. You know, it's like marrying, you know, marrying widows or girls that just went into puberty or, um, you know, women that have no dowry and stuff like that. Like when that happened in Islam... Right now, we see it as a little crazy. Like, I see that as crazy, like marrying a 90-year-old or an 80-year-old or, you know, where you're, like, marrying, uh, when Mohammed was marrying these women, you have to understand what the world was like at the time. Like, if you didn't have dowry or you didn't have money, those people would be burned on a pile of shit. They would be eaten. They would be brought to a temple to be a prostitute. And so that was a vast improvement to the world that they were living in. If you want to look at the Arabic world before Mecca and Medina and the Islamic rise and all that, it would look a lot like India right now. 
where you're dealing with intense levels of idol worship, mysticism, poop eating, child eating, pedophilia, animal fucking, all that. Bestiality in Islam is death penalty. Like you get, that's why it's like, oh, goat fucker much. It's funny because in Sharia, if you get caught fucking an animal, you're killed. If there's four witnesses. Because slander, think about how much people lie. Like the Arabics without Islam or Christianity are, are like horrifying. You know, they're just like lying all the time. Oh, Mr. Owen Jones, 90-year-old homosexual weighted doggy. Where'd you come up with that, Pajit? Oh, fuck are you? They just lie all the time. So that's why they have the four witness thing. I used to make fun of Islam because of that. I'm like, you need four witnesses to convict a rapist? My joke was, I have a hard time finding four guys for a fucking pickup basketball game. How are you supposed to get that many witnesses to a rape? The reason they have that is because so many of these disgusting animals would lie about rape. They'd be like, my neighbor with the better, better boat just raped a pig. And so Sharia was like, you need four witnesses and you need evidence. Like you have to have evidence and then you're dead. Like we will kill you. That's why it's like um, pornography is so outlawed in in, in uh, Islamic world. Because think about how many witnesses you have. You have somebody having sex on camera, a fornication, a rape, an act of sodomy. You'll have millions of witnesses because you're looking at it. And so that's why that doesn't fly in Sharia. And so when you're looking at uh, Hindu India, it's like hell on earth. And if you think I'm racist or ethnocentric, fine, sure. But Jeet's just lying, don't think twice. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, Owen Benjamin, a pedophile who fucked pig. Like it's a level of lying that Americans are not even prepared for. You know, because our liars, like our media Jews, keep it close to the truth. Like they will lie, but it'll be like, you know, it'll be like in the shadow of the truth where it's like kind of believable. The Pajit, they don't give a fuck. Like they'll just start calling you a pedophile and all this stuff. Like no American Jew media person has ever called me a pedophile. You know, like Pajits will be like, oh, on Benjamin facing charges of pedophilia. Like a fucking journalist will say that. I'm like, dude, I've never faced charges of anything more than a fucking traffic ticket fact like when i used to get um swatted and people would call cops i'm not even in the system like they didn't even know who the hell i was like we had to put me in the system so that they knew what i do for a living and to watch out for the calls so that we could press charges on people making false police reports i have no history of any crimes at all and i'm not oh you sound like you me think you doth protest too much I'm showing the cultural facts around Hinduism and Indians. Like, they don't give a fuck. Like, they'll say anything about anyone. That's why Islam was like, four witnesses and evidence, or else we're not going to pursue your claims. Because all they do is lie. Um, And so that's why when people are just constantly mocking Muslims for animal sex, pedophilia, rape, street shitting, it's all the shit that the Pajits are doing. You can have failed Muslims doing these things, but it's outlawed. In Hinduism, it's not only not outlawed, you're encouraged to have sex with a dead horse. And there's European history of that. You know, Vox Day talks about that with about like 
all these LARPers talking about heathenism and paganism in Europe. And let's get back to like the strong Europeans, you Christ cock. And, oh, Jesus was a commie with no kids and was weak and all that. You actually know what you're talking about or no? Like if you go back, if you go back and look at European history, there, there's been pockets of legendary shit and some cool Viking moves and all that. But if you actually look at their history and you want to live like that, you're crazy. Like how they would sacrifice kids and burn women and the rapes and the, and the bestiality and stuff like that happened in Europe. It's not like white people are immune to demonic possession. Trout Jubert says, chutzpah is going as close to the line of lying without going over it. Well, I consider you guys going over it, but you always have plausible deniability. That's what I respect about the Jews. You guys, when you guys lie, which you fucking do. You make it so it's believable if you get caught that you didn't know. And I know you guys do that. So when someone catches the Jew line, they're like, oh, but it, I mean, you could see how I would think that. The Indian is like, oh, oh, like they just lie about anything. And they don't even like register it as a lie. Witches too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because right now it's super cool to think that all witches were just herbalists who were attacked by Rockefellers. Because of our insane pharmaceutical companies, because of vaccines, because all this shit, a lot of truthers are like, oh, the, the witches were all just herbalists. Now, now, I think that the women are less responsible than the men that put them in that position because the nature of woman is to be very malleable. Yes, there were herbal he- healers that were persecuted. Yes, absolutely. King James and his poopy pants. Yeah. But... There was actual dark black magic shit going on in Europe. There's a fact. That's a fact. You know, summoning demons and doing blood drinking and spells and all that shit. And it and the men get the women like just like what I showed you with the with the pyramid of um, filth and prostitution in India right now, where they sell children into sex slavery for fifty seven dollars. Uh, the women and the children are just are usually duped. I hold the men way more accountable. And it's not because I'm a feminist. Like, I think women should be able to be put to death if they commit a capital crime. Like, I'm not saying that they're innocent. But in general, a woman is much, much easier to rehabilitate or to keep on the path. The men will lie and trick them into prostituting themselves for karma or money or they make them feel like it's powerful or whatever. But in general, it's more than men. It's like the, the women, like if there was a, like a woman stealing babies and eating babies in ancient medieval Europe, I'm guessing she got turned out by some horrifying Andrew Tate type guy. And she was serving him as like a, a like Stockholm-y victim. And yeah, of course she should be penalized. And many times uh, that includes the death penalty. But the women are not usually organizing shit. Like they're usually the ones that are being um, manipulated and turned out. You you make them fall in love with you and you abuse them and and then they they will serve you like um, uh, in a way that can be extremely evil. All right, but I, I still believe that males have authority over women. Women have authority over children. God has authority over men. Right. So that's how I view the world. It's a very basic hierarchy. And uh, if you follow that, it's great. Codsworth, are we, uh, are we caught up? I do have a letter from our very own Jew, our court Jew named uh, Teron Jubair. Uh, it's very exciting. 
Let me read some super chats here. Whoa, he sent me something that's very long. Toronto, Jew Bear, did you send a scroll? All right. Uh, tuning, uh, BB, you need to look into the designated shitting streets, allegedly back streets everyone shits on. Guys, half of India ha- never uses a toilet. Cliff Cosmic, Hollywood outsources special effects to India. That's why CG looks worse than 10 years ago. Yeah, they're, they're like morons. Oh, how dare you? Okay. Uh, seeking verification. Welcome, um, Down Under Bear. All right, tip for the piano man. Can you please play The Humbling River by Pussifier? I don't know that one. Keep making fun of the dirty poo-poos. Loving the content. Anytime. It's helping them, too. And they know it. If they want to, if they want to assimilate in our world, which is better than theirs, that's why Like you could get a poo-poo Indian. to. They will sell their family out. They will sell anything to come to America. Anything. Okay, they know this is the place. Don't forget that you're living in a wonderful world here in America or in your, in parts of Europe, right? Uh, we have a, a stable government, a stable supply chain, a stable currency, a stable, all kinds of shit. You know, it's, it's so much worse in other parts of the world. Now, if you're going to live in like a, like a shitty poor area, I would suggest Islamic, you know, I would way rather live in Malaysia than fucking India. Because in Malaysia, you'll have a moral poverty. Like, like uh, Philippines has areas that have morality to their poverty. You know, that they take their Christianity very seriously in parts of the Philippines. Or, uh, you know, there's parts of South America where you will have a, uh, a more moral poverty. But India has like a hellish, brutal disgusting poverty that you wouldn't want to wish on your worst enemy. I'm telling you guys. And if you want Vivek Ramswamy to come to America and, and talk about how based he is because he wants to get rid of our government, he can fucking head on right back to India unless he's willing to completely assimilate here. You are not Indian American. You can't be Hindu here and practice your ridiculous religion. No, we don't. We, Hinduism, the practices of Hinduism are illegal in America. We have freedom of religion, but that doesn't mean freedom to commit acts of bestiality, acts of sodomy, acts of child sacrifice, acts of uh, killing women, acts of, you know, that lying and misrepresent. Like, you can't do that in America. When the founders said freedom of religion, they did not mean freedom to do acts against nature. Like, to be abominations. And if you want to burn your women on giant piles of dog shit, you don't come to America and tell us how to live, Vivek. You might trick some stupid ass anarcho-capitalist liberty retards that they think without a government their life gets better. Then go to India where you can't prosecute people buying and selling children for sex in a temple. You want to understand corruption? You go to a place, you go to Ukraine right now where they don't have a functioning government and you'll watch white people being monsters to each other. Is that what you want? Vivek, based ANCAP Liberty Boys? You want Ukraine? Right now, American pedophiles are flying to Ukraine to exploit it. Right now, good people are being murdered there and there's no cop to call. 
Because the cops, the military, they'll fucking shoot you and steal your pants. Is that what you want? You fucking morons. You know, these anarcho-capitalists, Dave Smith, Michael Malice, Joe Rogan, like these motherfuckers should get on a boat and go to India and go live their utopia. They had to flee Los Angeles because of Mexicans. Guys, Mexicans make Indians... I mean, Indians make Mexicans look like Swiss watchmakers. Understand? The Mexicans that'll shoot a dog and steal your money, they're way more civilized than the Pajits. It's not even close. The Mexicans can at least operate a weed whacker and drive on the right side of the road. You want a fallen government? You want anarcho-capitalism? You're out of your fucking mind. Okay, Pablo Carlos. Hey, BB, did you ever get my letter? I have no idea. It was the one with postage prepaid and red fingerprint on it. No, you have to you have to pay for the postage. A note was left in your P.O. box requiring you to sign for it. Yeah, I'm not going to pay your postage. I used to do that, and it got too infuriating. It'd be like, oh, you owe two fifty on this letter, and it'd be like, look, Big Bear, I didn't have to pay postage. And there'd never be a super chat in it. It's always just like a brag from a retard. So no, if you want to send me a letter, you fucking just pay the postage. A lot of times it's 50 cents. How do I join Bear Gang? We don't have a gang. Letter from the Jew. Dear Big Bear, agent of big reporting. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to you, Amy and the boys. Once again, I want to thank you for bringing big laughs and thought-provoking discussions to my life. Virtually every day of the year. It's now been more than five years since I began listening to you faithfully. It was fall of 2018 and had just moved to Washington. You were just having your fallout with Rogan of House Toe. You were still drinking heavily on the stream. Still a globe earth buzz believer. Still somewhat under the spell of Prager Jew and Peterson. And still writing for Stephen Crowder. Amazing how much has changed. And yet, you remain the same person. The consummate, honest entertainer and truth seeker. The entertainment keeps getting better and the truth telling keeps getting deeper. Bravo, Bod. The loyalty you get from the Bear community is well deserved and honestly earned. The community that has emerged around you is strong and absolutely awesome. The rim jobs of the world, no matter how I know what you did with this printout, you got around the one-page rule, you hootspa fuck. Toronto Jew Bear, did I just get you? This is Toronto Jew Bear getting around the one-page rule because he has a, he's a loophole hootspa Jew. That's what I love about the Jews. You want to know what the Indians would do? They just send me shit in the mail. Just poop. Well done, Toronto Jew Bear. I, did I call it or what? Do you call it out in the letter? Okay. The rim jobs of the world, no matter how hard they try, can never break the community. God willing, I will be there for the annual family reunion down in the Ozarks this coming Labor Day weekend. I've been, it's been an eventful year. Tons I could talk about, tons I could review. Tons of shout outs I could make. But I stick to the funniest moments of the year, my family visit to the Holocaust Museum in D.C. Now don't get me wrong, caveat for the vaccine damaged and the Jews who think I'm bordering on disloyalty, blasphemy! Denialism and sensitivity or anything else. 
Countless Jews and Jewish communities throughout Europe were ethnically cleansed during World War II. Sure, there have always been Jews involved in secret societies, usury finance, political intrigue, and the like. But the battle waged against the milieu of manipulators and misfits swallowed up by the majority, and the Delhi Jews, who mostly lived in suburbs and small villages in Poland, Ukraine, and the Russian frontier, and got squeezed into the meat grinder once Germany and Russia flipped on the war switch in 1941. I back all of that. That's, that's, a, that's a very fair assessment of the quote-unquote Holocaust that I mostly deny. But yeah, what he just said is valid. There was that. It's just the worst atrocities, they would have them dig a ditch and they'd shoot them. Everything you've learned about the Holocaust is mostly fake. But there absolutely was persecution against some, some good-hearted Jews, honestly. Okay. The massive amount of death and dislocation among the Jews and non-Jews alike in Europe is truly tragic. What can be made fun of, however, is the Anne Frank Spielberg guilt-for-profit copyright trademark quote-unquote Holocaust industry that tortures us Jews with dark thoughts and nightmares from a very young age. 100%, my friend. On that account, I proudly laugh along with the Big Bear. It's great therapy. Friend of the Jew. Fact. Catholics have a similar nightmare industry. It's just not as good. It's just not as like the Jews do a way better job at it, you know, but the Catholics try to do that too. You know, they, they have their little nightmare fuel that they, they do for their little money. On to our visit. First thing I had to maneuver was how to get there. The address of the place is proudly listed as 100 Raoul Wallenberg. Wallenberg. Where are my Swedes at? Dude, the fucking Holocaust Museum is on Wallenberg Place. Wallenberg, now where have I heard that name before? Big Bear's voice starts running through my head. Swedish grabblers, I hear. Now, growing up, the name Wallenberg was taught to us to be synonymous with righteous Gentile of the Holocaust because supposedly this tall blonde goy named Wallenberg saved hundreds of lives and in the Holocaust as a Swedish diplomat who handed out fake passports. Anyway, it turns out that the front of the Holocaust Museum is actually around the block 14th Street and Wallenberg only gets the back door. The first thing you notice when you approach the building is its direct neighbor, with which it shares a city block. It's the U.S. Mint. (laughs) Well done, Jews. Yes, indeed, the very place where the American shekel and treasury bills are stamped and pressed and printed shares a city block with the Holocaust Museum. Big Bear, your laugh was ringing in my head as I thought about the irony. Don't say mint around Simone Poppy. He's allergic. (laughs) And wouldn't you know it, we finally parked our car across the street from the museum, and there we were, right in front of the treasure. Big Bear's laugh echoing between my ears once again. As soon as you walk in the Holocaust Museum, after going through airport-level security, there's a giant banner with a quote from Eli Weasel. This museum is not an answer. It is a question. Genius. A question is not a claim. Oh, God. Guys, I love the fucking Jews. After, after Shart Week with the Pajits, the Jews are fucking hilariously tormented people. 
But they're still within the realm of rules. It's a question, not an answer. Well done, Eli Weasel. Because a question is never counted as a claim. So it's not technically a lie. Ugh. I fucking love these people. I mean, it's just brilliant. And Big Baz responding to the quote loudly in my head. I could hear a good 33-minute riffing with a few gongs and a cloud whistle mixed in. (laughs) About halfway through the walking tour, we reached a hallway where one of the most anticipated and famous relics is supposed to be found. But wouldn't you know it, the legendary pile of shoes was gone. The sign read, Please pardon our appearance. We have temporarily removed the artifacts. Once again, Big Bear's voice ringing in my head. Ha ha! Temporarily removed the artifacts. Once again, Big Bear... Oh. Ha ha! They saw! I was onto them! About the shoes! (laughs) My wife even saw the laughter in my eyes and had to give me a little elbow nudge. Bear in mind, Toronto Jew Bear is super Jewish. So this isn't like a... Someone who doesn't like Jews. He's like, where's the yarmulke? Okay, so understand that there's a lot of Jews that get it. Like, I'm not an enemy of the Jew. I'm not an enemy of the Indian. I'm a freer of the slave. Lest I upset the the somber crowd around us and set a bad example for our teenage boys. The end of the tour lands us in the Hall of Remembrance, where you can light a candle to memorize the dead. It is a large room that resembles a Greek or Roman temple, and it is shaped like a hexagon. Oh, a hexagon like the center of that ancient biblical icon, the Star of David, right? Ha ha! Turns out the Star of David is not biblical at all, or even ancient. It's Kabbalah, and wasn't associated with the Jew until the 18th century in Europe. That's a fact they hide from us Delhi Jews, by the way. They tell us it was on King David's shield when he went to war to get those penis tips. At this point, I have Ira Roth singing Credence in my head. I put a hex on you because you're mine. Finally on the way to the exit, we passed by the hallway leading to the Holocaust Museum cafeteria. We chose to eat lunch elsewhere. Insert your own joke here. I'll leave it there as I don't want to violate the one-page rule. Keeping on crushing, Big Bear, as always, you have my dreidel. Sincerely, Toronto Jew Bear. Um, hilarious, dude. I don't want to violate the one. I like that he gave me a little riddle I had to solve. And then he has all the evidence. The museum is not an answer. It's a question. Jesus taught you that about how to answer with a question. Not, not a bad move when you're dealing with claims. Okay, Codsworth, obviously, or whoever likes to clip. Wobbly's been really enjoying clipping. Uh, anybody that wants to clip that letter, Codsworth, anybody? That's a good little clip for, uh, for Twitter. I think that was really funny. Uh, what's this? I, as a fellow citizen of India, appeal to all Indians to report Olin Benjamin account for the degrading and hateful comments against India and Indians. Or you could just flush the damn toilet. You know, it's like, 
This is what I don't get about criminals. It takes so much more effort. Like I know drug dealers that would be rich no matter what. Like you could just sell anything on Etsy or Amazon or anything. Like they're really good at business. Like they, they try hard. They get like all into it. And then a lot of them end up in jail. And I'm like, dude, if you would put that effort towards like just selling anything, you would be really good at it. Like why? Why take like this dude is now attempting to organize a giant boycott against me when all he could do, all he has to do is flush a toilet and take a shower. Like that's it. I just don't get why anyone puts in that amount of effort when the solution is so much easier. All right. Last super chat of the door. Or uh, post office, P.O. Box. And um, Andrew B. Stream.live slash app slash Sean Benjamin McCown. So true. Like, if you look at just like Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton or, or Donald Trump or any of these people, it's so much easier to just not commit crimes. It's like they're constantly putting out all these fires when they don't have to. Like, they don't have to always be. It takes so much energy. Like, I'll give you an example. The fake moon landing. Okay? And some of you guys right now might be going, Oh, motherfucker, you are are insane. We went to... No, no, no. You want to see the actual television feed from the moon landing? Now, with fresh eyes, would you like to see it, ladies and gentlemen? 60 fucking years later. Do you want to see what they showed the baby boomers? And the baby boomers believed it? Would you like to see the actual broadcast of the fucking moon landing, guys? Here it is. You can see it at any time on YouTube. Okay? Here we go. This is called Launch of Apollo 11 in real time. This is what they showed the world. Stand by for S4B. Stand by S4B to COI capability. Okay. Mark. Mark, S4B to COI capability. Roger. Here we go, everybody. Over in one minute. One minute. You sure sound clear down here, Bruce. I like you sitting in your living room. Oh, thank you. You all are coming through beautifully, too. All sorts, right? Boost to flight, are you? We're going flight. Guys, that's what they were that was what they were showing on TV. That look at the stars moving in the background. Look at it. That's that's what they showed on TV. Nine plus one one. Copy eight one seven nine one one. Roger. Eight seven nine one one. You hear the last three letters, three digits. Apollo eleven. This is Houston. Level sense arm at eight plus one seven. Outboard Because I know you guys might be saying to yourself, "Oh, Big Bear. Oh, you stupid motherfucker." They just are doing that. No, they were pretending that was real. They're even putting in fake, like the image is breaking up. They're pretending that's a real shot, guys. That guy's like, oh, fuck. No, this is the actual broadcast. That that guy's like, there's no way they believe this shit. The other guy's like, dude, how'd they get you? Did they get you on child porn possession? Go, boy. 
Back to the back to the footage. Okay, this is what they're showing is real. That's by the way, that's the uh, that's the technology that they can't recreate. That's the level of technology, and there's they claim that's a real shot. Engine and ignition. They claim that that was a live feed shot from inside the thing they just showed you. This is the actual footage. This all checks out. I mean, we're Patriots. We fucking stuck it to them Russians. That's good. Houston. We're a goat. We're a goat. There's the uh, there's the Earth over there. As you can see. How funny is it that the Earth still looks flat? Um. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't realize they had to put the curve in yet because they claim that you can see the curve in a plane. How fucking funny is that? They're claiming that's outer space. Oh, there we go. There's some footage. Oh, dude, watch this. Watch this. Here we go. Yeah, we all owe Seacow an apology. Here it goes. It's going to the fucking moon. There it goes. Apollo 11, this is Houston. You are they're saying that's a real shot. Live. They're saying that's a live shot from outer space. Live shot from outer space. It's insulting. Oh, I want to know the, the worst part. The worst part is the comments. Wait till you see them. Hang on, wait till, wait till you see the comments. Hang on a second. Let me uh, load the comments here. Uh, the comments are so fucking the funny. Oh, the... Come on, comments. Oh, you don't want to show me, do you? You don't want to show the comments? You scared of all the grit? You scared of the fucking grit? Uh, give me a second. Hang on. I got dude. The comments are so fuck. They're exactly what you think they are. It's like we put together a tin can with some plastic tape and some fucking grit. I'm not kidding. And dude, it's like thousands of baby boomers being like, the kids these days, they don't know about grit. We dude, they're watching that like it's totally real. Why well, wouldn't it load comments? It knows. It fucking knows that I'm on to it. How do they know? How do they know I know? Kyneton, is it working for you? Hang on a second. 
Let me see if I can get it on my phone. It's worth it. It's worth it on the phone. Hang on one second. Yeah, where did I... Dude, the funniest part is I got this from Seacow. He, he does... He, he is starting to see it. All right, one second. I'm not... All right, so... Hang on, where's the top? Send in a... This is 100% real. This this has 1,100 likes, ready? Send in a... Send in a 30-story building into space with nothing but magnetic tape, slide rules, cigarettes, and skinny ties. It's incredible by itself. But then navigating a quarter of a million miles of empty space in a tin can and only the aid of a few celestial observations and a 16-bit guidance computer to land on the moon is some serious piloting. So why don't you guys go back now? Because we, we lost the technology. It's too complicated to rebuild. Well, that's funny because according to your bragging, the technology is magnetic tape, cigarettes. Here's the next one. As a seven-year-old at the time, this still ranks as one of the most amazing times of my life. Thanks very much. Next one. I lived in Cocoa Beach at the time. My dad worked in the space program. I watched this launch. When the Saturn V rockets would, would launch, all the windows in our house would rattle. Great memories. Growing up, Cocoa Beach. I mean, it's like they're retarded. It's like they've gotten a mainline drip of fluoride. Really brings light to how incredible the scope and scale that mission was. Is nobody like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen? You're like, oh, you just scared a grid. All right, last one here. A little magnetic tape, a couple stars, and a pure bottle of grit. So how come you can't go back? Because we lost the technology. India just went to the moon with just a big, with just a big pile of poop. And a child prostitute. Dear Big Bear, it's been almost two years since I sent you the first letter, and thank you for the Christmas card. My wife was very impressed. On that note, I'd like to go on a racist rant. No problem. Um, Godsworth, are we off uh, Twitter? From my last letter I wrote to you, how unfortunate it was that Joe the Toe makes us 5'7 guys look bad. Now, ever since Jim Bob made a ruckus with the Bears, I couldn't help but notice I and him have similar features and circumstances that made me say, what the fuck? He makes us short Jews look married to Asian wives having one daughter look horrible. I assure you, Big Bear, that I'm far (laughs) short Jews married to Asians. No, man, I don't hold it against you. I don't hold it against you, brother. I think a lot of Asians make good wives from what I've seen. Very obedient. Same with uh, Hispanics. Like They'll stay with you if you go to jail. I assure you, BB, that I'm as far from him and I don't sound like a puss. My wife was from Korea. I took zero offense when you brought up how it's common in Asia to eat man's best friend. If anything, we laugh so hard because it's true. Right. And, and you know that we don't accept it here. That's it. That, like, that's it. My lady shared with me an experience when she was a child and her family went to a restaurant. There she met a nice dog, hugged and played with it like a normal, yet quite a phenomenal, how, um, yet quite a phenomenon of how best and man can come to get beast and man, such a harmony of the hearts. Unfortunately, that was the very dog they planned to eat the next day. Oh, my wife, full of dismay, protested the idea and cried to its defense. That's why she's allowed in America. Rimjob's wife 
I forgot exactly what happened next, but rather not bother to ask the traumatic experience to my wife during the holiday season. Either way, she definitely did not eat her friend. Carry on. I can relate to the idea of how Mormons are like Muslims under the radar. And it's not a religious discrimination from America as much as it's really an immigration issue. Growing up a Muni, I was one of the rare Caucasians that was born in a heavily Asian-dominated religion that had high standards, which is quite alien to most Americans. There's the classic, don't drink, don't smoke, don't have sex before marriage. The big ringer was that we don't date and that we get matched by our parents, which baffled many of my friends in school. So many of my half-Asian and Asian friends attended the same school, yet I and a bit of my other Caucasian buddies from the religion received the heat and peer pressure from everyone else while we live such a lifestyle. Well, make fun of the fact they do sodomy. You know, it's pretty easy to just hit back. When it dawned on me that none of my Asian comrades were having the same experience as I was, I've asked people in school why the animosity towards me, but not them. Uh, All in whom I've asked legitimately couldn't answer, which, mind you, I never proselytize. They asked and I answered. This stream had helped me to conclude that people in school treated the Asians in my religion as aliens that shouldn't be bothered because it would come off insensitive and discriminatory to someone else's culture based on how different they look. On the other hand, because I looked like most people in school, they expected me to act like them and didn't understand why I would live in such a way. Yeah, we do it with the blacks, too. It's like, that black just stole my, that nigger just stole my bike. And they're like, how dare you, Big Bear? That's what they do. That's what the nigger does. Now, if a white stole your bike, that's a problem because we don't do that because we're not niggers. That's what they say to me. I look at the world through the same lens of morality. If you steal a bike, it doesn't matter your, your color. That's a problem with me. That's a problem with me. Same with eating a dog. Same with eating shit. Same with child sex trafficking. You know, it's like... Anyway. All right. The irony is they're the same people that won't recognize the difference between blacks and Caucasians and raise that gay communist flag to show how peace-loving they are. Once I got in the ring on Facebook to expose the transgender man humiliating agenda where I learned from Chronicles a while ago, those people from school not only called me racist, but that I have changed. I feel closer to the blacks I played ball with in college who called me a nigga as their own than these damn whites that change like the farting wind. Oh yeah, that's why I don't have white pride. Uh, I I like the people that get it. And a lot of them are white. But um, yeah, I I would have more in common with a black that understands what I'm saying than a cowardly shape-shifting white. I despise those people and they should know better because they're white. We've been civilized a lot longer than old monkey man. (laughs) I hope to write more letters to you in the future. By the way, I would like this donation to support you in the making of your film. All the best to you and your wonderful family. Sincerely round eye Mooney bear. Why? Thank you. Oh, and I do want to say that, uh, if you want a ticket to uh, next year's festival, you can make it out to Bertari Campgrounds and send a check to P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. I actually prefer checks. Cash, we have to directly go to the bank. I, and I'm not complaining. If it's cash, that's fine. Um, it's fine. Like, I, I appreciate it, obviously. Like, you guys are crushing. Everyone's getting it. But don't, like... Don't feel, not only don't feel weird about a check, the check is actually much easier to track 
and deposit and because we have to keep track of every donation. Like, for example, uh, Printer Bear just gave me like $160 from selling his shirts to go towards the land. And so we have to just like keep track of that and put it into thing. This is going to sound weird. And I'm being I'm super grateful, obviously, for everybody. Always. You can do silver. You can do gold. You can do cash. But the check is absolute. Not only is it fine. It's like it makes my life easier and everybody that works on the campground because uh, uh, contrary to uh, Pajit attacks, we actually track every dollar and put it all towards that. Like it really is just a straightforward operation. So checks are, um, are not only welcomed, it lets us like have a, uh, and we can, we can deposit it from a home with our app. This is good news. I was feeling like an elderly aunt sending you a check. No, any super chat, anything checks are great because, uh, I'm a big proponent of playing by the rules and getting ahead within the rules. So I pay taxes on super chats. I pay taxes on everything. Now you can write off some stuff and I would ask your accountant this. I don't know the answer to this. Don't quote me. But if you have a farm or a business or anything related to Bertaria Times, I would not be surprised. Don't quote me. You got to look into this. If attending the festival and buying a ticket is a write-off for your business. So that's where a check can help you as well. So let's say you write a check for Atari Campgrounds. Um, 400 bucks gets you one ticket. 1000 gets you two tickets and an invitation to the, the feast. And it helps us a lot. And you get that level of, uh, of uh, what do we call it? Where you get benefits. I can't remember. It's all at the website, BertariaCampgrounds.com. But always go for write-offs. You know, the, the, the key to American capitalism is uh, you declare your income and then you figure out how to use it in a way that benefits you, your family, your businesses, your community the best. Yeah, team building trip, uh, networking for your business. If you bring business cards, I don't know. I got to talk to my guys. We might frown upon that. You might have to be approved. But if you look at it as a way to network in your business, whether it's homeschooling, like classical learner, or some of these guys, don't quote me, ask your fucking accountant. But I, I believe that it is a write-off. Like me flying there, me renting a hotel, me, you know, that's all a write-off. I didn't make money last year at the festival. In fact, I spent about $6,000 to get there with my whole family and pay for a bunch of shit. But that is a business expense. It's 100% the definition of a business expense. So let's say I make X amount at unauthorized or super chats or whatever. I take the checks. I put them in the bank. Even if it's like, thanks for crushing super chat. That's income, right? So I put it in the bank. And then I look at my life about how I can spend it in a way that comes off my taxes. And not only is the IRS okay with that, they like it. It's like fun. Like that's the entire purpose of, of like taxes. It's structured in a way where you have to uh, benefit your family, your community and spend your money back into the system so that you can take it off your taxes. So like the $6,000 I spent uh, on flights and car rentals and hotels and expenses for everybody. And I brought people with me. 
Uh, that's all the definition of a write-off because it's a festival for my business where I taped a special, you know, like that's the IRS is people think the IRS is like out to get you. They're only out to get you. If you're like lying to them, if you, uh, if you structure it, you can, you can keep your taxes pretty low. Um, if you just look for how to write it off, like, like I ask your accountant, but I can write off my internet, my cable TV. I don't have cable TV, but if I did, um, because of what I do for a living, um, all that shit. So if this stream is part of your entertainment and that has anything to do with your job, you theoretically could write off sending me a check super chat. So that's my income. I pay tax on that. You, because the fact that you can write off internet and if you can write off entertainment, if it has to do with your job in any way, uh, like I can write off my phone, I can write off my computer, I can write off any equipment I buy, any of that. Um, look into that because it's a win-win. It's always good to look for write-offs. It's a fun, it's a fun game. And if you do it with honor and you're not trying to fuck anyone over, it helps you actually become a smarter person. You hire people. One reason why I do 50% Super Chats with Codsworth is because he's so loyal and dedicated. He's been here for years. He helps me out tremendously. He really is like a tech whiz. Um, I trust him. He adds to the entertainment of it, and I can write it off. Okay? Like, if you're making X amount a year, you want to be able to have employees. And so if I pay Coddington every month, that comes off my income, plus I get all the benefits of Coddington. You understand? I'm telling you guys, financial literacy is an incredible way to rise when it comes to uh, to your uh, financial health. It's like financial literacy is incredible. And so really look into that. Stay away from truthers that are like, fuck the IRS. The IRS is criminal. Never ratified by Congress. Okay, have fun in jail. Like, have fun making those arguments in jail because they own the jails, they own the guns, and they'll fuck you. Like, what are you doing? It's not even, like, tyrannical. Oh, really? Then you're not an American. Okay, have fun in jail. I'm going to raise my kids out here, and it's going to be great because it's not even bad. Like, we live in such a fucking stable system where we have a stable currency, a stable government, stable roads, we have police, we have firefighters, we have regulatory bodies, we have an FDA, there's no poop in the streets, there's no fucking Pajit running around jacking off, you know? You can call the police on them. It's like, it's a small price to pay, especially when you're given the ability to form your own LLC, start a business from your home, write off every aspect of your business. It's like, it's like a gift from God to live in America in 2024 with our current system. Okay? And so if you're trying to help out us, I want you to be helped as well. Those super chats, if you send me a check, that goes into my LLC. I pay tax on it. And then ask about, ask either way, even if you don't write it off, even if you're just sending me, you can send me cash or whatever, I declare it. Um... What's it called? Uh, but if you have any business that's associated with entertainment, homesteading, 
news, finance, family, like anything that I do, music, this is a write-off and you're not, you're not ripping anyone off with that, but still ask your account. Don't be like, Owen told me, but like, like I'm not like I am depositing the checks as, as income. So you get to write it off too. Like you can say like, Oh, I gave Owen Benjamin, um, this, this donation because I love, you got to ask about it though. It might not be a write off, but look into it because it's, it's income for me. So if you're paying for entertainment that helps your business, you Permi bear knows a lot about this shit. Uh, it's viewed as tyrannical by those who want to sit their money like dragons looking at you. Boomer. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. You're like, buy fucking money. It's like, then fucking use the money, man. Put it back into the system and create wealth and abundance for everybody. Okay. Hopefully that helps. Peter Schiff's dad and Vox's dad can't battle the windmills, folks. A hundred percent. It's like, and, and dude, they might even be right, but it doesn't matter. It's like, they got the guns, they got the jails, they got the judges. And it's actually, as far as systems go, it's pretty damn fucking fair. Donation and gifts can be a write-off. You can give your kid, let's say you're a mother or father. Again, look into the exact numbers. But you can give your kid up to like $13,000 a year per parent. Okay? Tax-free. Might not, it might be 15, might be 12. Don't fucking quote me on the exact number because they do change it a lot. Ask a Jew. They all know. It's great. So let's say you live in a high trust family where you want to slowly move resources to your kids without paying an exorbitant um, death tax, right? That's how you do it. Every year you could pay your, you can give your child, each child, every single child, a, around 13 grand. So if you have two parents, you can each give a donation to each kid. Let's say it's $26,000. Let's say you're from a really wealthy family and your parents have that. They can give that to you as a gift. Okay? Now, if they give you more, that's income. Now, I, I was looking into that with, uh, I had a really long and philosophical conversation with my accountant years ago about that. I'm like, I'm just getting a bunch of little gifts. And he's like, but it's income though. It's like the way it's structured is income. And I'm like, yeah. You know, it's kind of like if you're a valet, you know, it's like you can make the argument that it's like, oh, they're all just my buddies giving me gifts. It's like, no. And you can always tell when you have a, because my accountant is awesome. And I've been with him since like 2002. Um, when they're really successful, really fair, they're by the book and they tell you, no, it's no. They're like, that's a ridiculous argument because you have to have the spirit of it. You can loophole. Like I have some Jew in me. I get it. Oh, it's $15,000 a year. Yeah. For a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, it's just gifts and you can be creative with write-offs. Like you really can. You can start a new LLC and you can say that you know, uh, Amy's selling something on Etsy. So this item for cooking is used. Like you can do that. They're, they're, they have no problem with that. But you have to have the spirit of it proper. Yeah, you can't be like, oh yeah, I'm a waiter. And every table is my buddy who gave me a gift. <laughs> There's a hitch on the gift tax exemption. There's a lifetime cap that has to be tracked too. What's the lifetime uh, cap though? 
Um, these are things to look into. You want to be a truther. You want to have financial literacy and really help your family create wealth. Look into how the system actually works. But you can give people cash if it's not income up to $600, you know, in your life. Like you can just like be like, here's 200 bucks or here's 300 bucks. That's no problem at all. That's uh, but up, but it's $600. You have to, uh, that's don't quote me exactly on the numbers. This is why I have accountants, but it's like at that point it becomes income. There's like an exact number. So don't worry about that. You really can be like, oh, you want some extra cash? That's why, like, if I give people extra cash, it's usually between one and $500 because that really is legally a gift. Gift is up to 18000 in 2024. Um, but if you give someone $1,000, um, you know, that can be a different situation because that, according to the IRS, is a, is a gift. It's a, it's a whole world of knowledge that that's why it's important to have uh, professionals help you with it unless you really understand it. $13 million lifetime limit. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. We should do a stream with an accountant. I'd love to do that, Coddington, because I want you guys to be rich. You know, don't have that gamma voice be like, oh, it might be nice giving Owen money. Where'd my big money? This stream requires donations. It requires support. It requires you taking an extra effort to keep it going because of my content and because of my ability to not have an agenda. It's the only way we can do this. Okay. That being said, I want all of you to get as wealthy and successful as humanly possible. Like I really don't, um, I really don't, uh, have any envy in me at all. Like I want all my friends to rise. I want everyone in my life to do as well as possible as long as they're moral, you know, and so a financial literacy stream would be great. That's why I like to sprinkle this shit in over the years about, uh, you know, and the tax thing is huge because uh, tax literacy is very like Led Zeppelin used to write off drugs, <laughs> you know, like people in shady businesses, which I fortunately am not in at all, but there are people that are in shady businesses if you pay the IRS, they don't really care that much. Like it's, you know, I, Led Zeppelin used to write off their drugs as party favors. They would fucking write it off, you know, and I'm not recommending illegal activities or anything. I'm just saying like the main thing in America is you pay the piper, you know, and they will go after you if you don't respect the piper. I'm a full, full blown tax Tard. Well, a lot of people, it's easy. Like if you have a salary or if you have like a, a normal job, you're like tax this amount until this up until 26,000 or 30,000, then up until 75,000, then up until 250. And this is what you can write off. And, but if you work for yourself, it can get very, very interesting. And the key is, because um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to predict that a lot of you guys are going to have a massive increase in wealth. And I'm not blowing smoke. If you have a good sense of reality, a good sense of morality, you know, a good entrepreneurial spirit, even if you're making 20 grand a year as a plumber or whatever, and you're like, have a good attitude, you're a grateful guy, as these things shift, um, you're going to see a rise in your demand. Like you're going to, you might have... 
The problem you may face in the future, and I'm talking to thousands of my listeners right now, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not saying you're all going to be like ultra rich Bugatti guys, but you might go from making 1700 bucks a month in your side hustle to eight grand. And that jump can be, people can have a hard time with that. You know, like when, when you're building, 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 bang, right? And it just goes up. Scalability can fuck people up. Like you could go from 2,000 a month, 2,500 a month, 2,800 a month, 2,900 a month, 30,000 in a month. Okay, if you have financial literacy and know how to structure that, how to pay taxes, how to put it back in your business, how to employ somebody, how to mitigate risk, how to not go into debt, you could seriously take real financial you could take a real bite out of some of these big boys' margins because they're in debt bubbles, all right? Service-based income will go up from here. And a lot of you guys are that guy. Even if you work for someone else, you don't have to have your own business. The pajits and the debt, and all, it's all falling apart and you can all see that, okay? The money that is going towards some of these systems that are falling apart are going to go local and they're going to go to the people that show up. Like, dude, the bids, I built our house. We built our house. I'm working on our barn. I've owned and sold real estate for years. My first one I bought in LA in 2013, a condo. I've bought and sold about 10 properties in my life. I'm watching, guys. I'm watching as like some, like an electrician that would get paid 4000 is now like 12000 because of supply and demand. Okay, and I'm not saying it's a get-rich-quick scheme because it's very hard work. But you're going to see more and more and more of that where it's like your rates are going to go up. Now, if you, if you, if you aren't smart and, you're, and you're, you go after the money too quick and you're not good with it, the big boys are going to figure this out. And they're going to figure out how to scale it. And they're going to figure out how to get dominance again. But you're going to have a window where you can do it. You can do it. Pretty sure Zepp's managers stole their money from the MSG show back in the day. Ha ha. Yeah. How to keep money within the community. Exactly. Don't get mad at the, uh, the, the fucking Freemasons or these people. They know what they're doing. Or the Mormons. Or the Amish. Keep your money within your community. Like you might save a buck hiring a Pajit or a Mexican or something. If you like their family, you like their morality. I'm not saying be like legitimately racist where it's like, a really good-hearted, hard-working family guy in your neighborhood that's a, that, that is a, accustomed to the American culture and they, they're moral. I'm not saying to not hire them if they're like of a different race. Like, I'm really not saying that. I'm saying don't eat the cheese when you're offered like cheap labor with pieces of shit because you don't know where that, where that could go. Like some of these people might be staking out your property. They might be like exploiting you some other way. They'll do a bad job. And 10 years later, a pipe bursts. You want high morality, high quality people that have a great reputation and you can trust in your community locally. Now you guys start working with each other. You hire each other, you build projects. You might make 40 grand a year, but with your connections, you can extract 50, 60,000 in labor by doing favors with each other. You're now becoming a wealthy family. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, hopefully that, uh, that was some good advice for you guys. And again, I'm not an expert at money or taxes. I just, 
I have a good and I have enough knowledge about it, and I'm an excellent communicator that I can get you guys intrigued in it. Now, go talk to a professional about it. Like, go talk to somebody that actually uh, that actually understands this shit. And it, again, bottom line is, if you're donating to the campground, checks are great. You know, um, you can always send cash, silver, gold, whatever has value to you. Um, it's all good because I know some people love to keep the cash thing going, which I love too. Use cash. Keep cash in our system. Use cash uh, is awesome. But I am a guy that has to pay tax on everything, so don't feel bad at all about checks. In fact, look into being able to write it off yourself because I want you to benefit from me. Okay. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to unauthorized.tv, Codsworth Final Super Chats, and um, magazine.bertaritimes.com. This is the final month to get all six magazines issue six is not shipped out yet but they're shipping out very soon when we sell the pre-order i know uh sometimes it can take a while but the pre-order is a good deal okay final super chats plumbers and gas fitters make 140 to 150 an hour up here in the yukon territory skill trades is where it's at that's only going to go up mark my words i can make predict you guys know i'm good at predictions sometimes i'm wrong i'm no prophet but i'm no pajit that's only going to go up. So if you're in that world, even if you just, you're a Delta who works in a company, your, your income will go up. As the economy tanks, you know, you might be scared for a little bit. Bills are going up. You get a little scared. If you keep working, your, your, your issue may be making too much money and scaling. Okay. Uh, Johnny Rabbit, I, I nod to Cod. I hear 24 is the year of ownership. Ownership? I don't even know worship. Good one, Johnny. See, Cow. UNICEF has obviously failed miserably. I'd like to super chat to be used as a new organization. Poo NICEF, whose primary campaign will be keep the poo outside you. That's a good one, See, Cow. Pablo says, well, there was 50 bucks. And you wouldn't have to pay the postage. Ah, you're a piece of shit, aren't you, Pablo? It just requires a signature because of the way I wrote your name in the private. You put 50 bucks in there? The one time I don't sign for a fucking letter, you put 50 bucks in there. Fuck. You got to be kidding me, Pablo. All right. Well, thanks for the super chat, but that was my fault. Maybe I should have just signed for it. It's just, that's happened to me about, about five times and there's never, ever been a super chat in anything. Thank you for that, uh, Pablo. I really appreciate that. I'm no prophet, but I'm no Pajit, Owen Benjamin. Yeah, and share this, uh, share this uh, stream around. I feel like this was a good one to show people the, the benevolent nature of mockery and comedy, especially with the Pajits and the Americans, because we're... We can be fat and weak, and we should get a little tougher, but we're awesome otherwise. BB is inner hand rubbing. Oh, dude, guys, I love making money. I'm not like above money. A $50 super chat for me is fucking great. I'm like so upset. Fuck. I have a lot of bills, guys. You know, I know a lot of times it seems like I just got everything together, but I am not swimming in dough. I'm doing fine. I'm crushing. I'm a smart, moral man that knows how to structure things. But fuck, man. Losing a $50 super chat. I might have to beat the shit out of Coddington after this. 
I'm going to use Simone Poppy's little paddle and just fucking fillet the motherfucker. Because he should have reminded me to sign. Coddington, it comes out of your salary. I'm just kidding, Coddington. I don't do that. I don't abuse. Codsworth, are we caught up? Uh, Unauthorized.tv, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. All donations, all super chats, any help you can do is totally welcome. I love it. Uh, and send me letters. Is you, and thank you, Toronto Jew Bear, for your chutzpah letter and for everybody's letter. Uh, Mooney Bear's letter was great. And thank you for all the super chats today. I know Connington appreciates it. Final super chats. When you hire a Pidgeot, you're basically taking a poop in your own living room. Fact. And they'll steal too, dude. They're like, oh, my man, oh. And they'll, they'll try and, dude, they're rapey as shit. You don't have to read my chats. I'm just trying to pay you and keep the gay away. Well, thank you for that. Pajit isn't swimming in dough. They're swimming in shit. And they're completely happy. I know. One thing that Pajit has going for them is they can just swim in shit and have a smile on their face. Good for you. A lot of Americans will never feel the joy a Pajit feels when he eats poop. And I think that's actually a win for those guys. All right, guys. I'll see you tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Subscribe wherever you find me. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruity and blow, blow, guys.